night sickness. I'll fix that in one little bump. There you go. <laughs> There's that intro music we love so much. Hi, my name's John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo. This is the morning sickness and off and running. It goes for a yet another day. Thursday. Already here. Somehow or another, it's Thursday. And all I do is sit around the house like a whore. I'm all pilled up. My hips work perfectly now so I can butterfly, which I haven't been able to do with my pelvis for... It's got to be six, seven years since I've been able to do anything I deemed as normal. But I lay there and let my legs just open. Because before, when one would open, it would pull the other side over. Couldn't move. Wasn't moving properly. Pelvis, legs, all one big chunk. Now you'll be able to dry your bag out in the summer. Man. Oh, oh. I'm actually thinking that's not a bad idea. You might have been joking. And I'm thinking maybe I'm going to sun my sack. Yeah, because it's just this amazing relief that, that's coming on. And, oh, this glorious post-operative realization that it was all worth it. And then I'll go bonk my head and die, because that's exactly what happens in life. Everything feels okay, and you're like, hey, this is I'm on a good track. And then you lightly tap your head, and a month later, a coroner's telling TMZ that you had brain bleed, went to sleep, and died. That is crazy. The Bob Saget story. In fact, what's weird was yesterday Shane Orlando was here with uh, Jen Gardner and our sales lady, and we're standing outside, and Jen's like, is Bob Saget on that wall? Because we got a wall of autographs. Uh, and I'm like, he sure is. He is He's right yeah. there. And she goes, oh, heart attack. He's so young to have a heart attack. I'm like, yeah, he's in his 60s. And, you know, I don't know how hard Bob ran his life in the 80s and 90s. I'm not sure he was a a teetotaler. I know there were some parties. I'm sure he, he dabbled with the fun. And I said, so, you know, the 60s for a comedian, pretty much that deadline where you're going to start seeing a few of them fall off with Robin Williams. And plus, they're mentally disturbed people anyway. Isn't it always associated with the, the ones that, that would run? And I don't know exactly about Bob, but... Always seems there was the uh, the white powdered substance. Cocaine was always the one. That, oh, they went through that. Oh realm. yeah, everybody goes through that phase. Yeah, they're all. And that seems to be like uh, leads to the heart side of it, or they attribute who that. Knows? And who knows? But yeah, I you know everybody assumed heart attack. Turns out yesterday Bob Saget's death, nothing having to do with his heart at all. He bumped his head, took a nap, and never woke up again. Yikes! And that's just how fragile this whole system is. This whole thing. I, you know, it kind of. Brought me back to earth yesterday because I was flying. I've been talking about how much I hate pain pills and stuff, but yesterday... Changing your mind now? I get Special it. Batch. Oh, I finally... Whatever's going on in the bottom end of this sleeve of pain pills, <laughs> the last couple times I'm like, okay, this is all making sense to me now. It's been ridiculous. And now I'm like, all right, I got to put this down because I've been trying to like wean off, but sometimes you're laying there and this stuff actually hurts. And yesterday I was in... Some pain, so I'm like, I'm just going to take a couple of these. Drift off. They've been good sleeping pills, but I didn't sleep. I just floated around the room and felt fantastic. I felt like just one big giant phallus, just tingling top to bottom. And somebody was just rubbing up and down. It was amazing. But, uh, yeah, so I'm, you know, sitting there feeling pretty good about everything that's going on. And then very quickly I start getting texts from people that say, by the way, it could all end in a, you know, half a second if you bonk your head. Had the McDonald over here at the Tempe Improv falls, hits her head, splits her splits her cranium open right here on our stage in Tempe. Uh, Gets to the hospital. Fortunately, they take yeah. her, and she had to stay overnight. She was you know fine. It, it cracked her skull, but just had a little minor episode. Yeah, and dropped down on stage right after talking about how healthy she is. So the crowd bursts into laughter. And I always said that you know, there's two types of shows you can go to: average, meh, nice night out. 
And one where you got a story for the rest of your life. That's a great one. That like one to I, me, you know. I have that one when I was uh, eight years old. My dad, when he was doing those variety shows with the young businessmen, the guy. I don't know about that. Oh, YBMC oh. was in Columbus, and they would put on a variety show to raise money for charity every year. Just and, in the park or something? And they'd have a orchestra, and they would do. Where? It was, they would get a theater. Oh, it was a live play. Yeah, live oh, performance in the orchestra. The, so the conductor gets up there and like, and it's kind of like vaudeville almost. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're doing some skits that and were there for the opening uh, dress rehearsal, basically, but it's a formal dress rehearsal. Conductor gets up there, gets the podium, click, 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 boom. And he passes out. Done. Because he's not, he died. Died. Oh, man. Wow. See, and that made that night worth remembering. Show must go on. Well, it didn't really have to ever, ever they really be a show. Off. Yeah, it's unfortunate that guy <laughs> died for no reason at all. Who buys tickets? I, I'm, I'm, I would have killed myself before I'd have a. That guy got out before everybody else. He was, he was the luckiest one in the theater. Who wants to go to the young businessmen's variety show? Well, you probably have the 100 families that their dads are involved oh, in the show. It's a fleecing for. People to drop cash off. What's the end goal? Hello, my baby. Hello, my yeah. darling. <laughs> Hello, my ragtime gal. Give to the Columbus Knights. Who's getting the money in the end? Young businessmen? Well, they're all yeah, yeah, the young business. It's kind of like the, uh, it's like if the Thunderbirds would throw a variety show uh, out there. And they're, they're the performers? And they're the performers. Yeah, at least the Thunderbirds <laughs> have the decency not to perform. Like, I know. We'll, we'll throw a party. Correct. Watch it's, this. It's, they're not bringing out Snoop oh. or anyone. They're the performers. That's pathetic. And people went? Yeah. You had to go? I went a couple Were of times. Were you in it ever? No. As a prop or anything? No, no. It was all, uh, all the men involved. Oh, man. <laughs> that... I'd rather go to kids' recitals than dad's variety show. Oh, God. What's, what, can you imagine if your dad's like, all right, Brett, me and the other drivers are going to put together a little variety show. We built a stage in the backyard. And you know, it's, it, it, no. it's payback for all the ones they had to sit through that you're in as a kid. Yeah. One of the finest things that I've ever been a part of was, I guess it was my dad's only variety show. We rented a uh, houseboat in Lake Powell, he and a bunch of the guys he works with, and the families went up there. And then uh, they had a boom box on the top of the boat. And we had two of the boats. So we had probably 20 people. And they started to play Layla's Cocaine. I think, or Clapton's think, Cocaine. Or Clapton, I'm sorry. Clapton's Cocaine and Layla back to back over and over again until they were just singing it without the boom box. And everybody's like, oh, this is annoying. And then I just remember hearing my dad, because somebody on a boat across the way, it was like 2 in the morning, we're all sitting. Somebody on a boat across the way goes, shut the f- up. And then my dad's like, oh, yeah. And then you just hear <laughs> into the air. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. God damn it. I'm laying with this girl and uh, her brother in the because we're the kids. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my dad's gone Yosemite Sam. He's shooting into the wow, rootness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't like that noise? How about this one? Who needs to shut up now? Like, oh, we're going to get killed tonight. You got me on my knees. <laughs> it was, it was, Later. The, the Wildermuth kids were laying there with me, and we're all chatting away. And then next thing you know, my dad, and we, we're just, oh, our parents are so stupid. And they're laughing. like It's like the 80th time we've heard Layla and cocaine. And then they fire off a couple rounds to tell the other boaters that it's their lake. Well, there are no rounds at the YBMC variety show. Right. But well, there was a death. Dropping dead. There was a death. <laughs> so very similar in the ways that my dad was trying to kill other people. Maybe there was, and we just don't know. But how about that? Yeah, my dad's variety show would have almost always inevitably turned it. You didn't like it?
fire a few into the drywall. And it, was, it was a very strange night on Lake. And then we all woke up the next morning, and I'm not sure anyone was positive who was doing the shooting. Did he ever circle back around years later? You know, that was pretty dumb. Never talked never about it again. Yeah. It's like the time he caught me masturbating. It's never been brought up. <laughs> he caught you? Sort of. I was oh, already finished. it's a classic. <laughs> all right, he's not listening. <laughs> I was already done. Okay. Like the middle of the day on a Saturday. This is one of my favorite <laughs> like, say It's like 5, 5.30 on a Saturday afternoon. And I'm, uh, he caught me another time. But he knew it. But I was la- like in the middle of the afternoon on a Saturday, I'm laying in bed with like the covers the pulled up to my, to my yeah. neck. Pretty obvious. <laughs> and he just walks in and goes, what's out. going on? Nothing. Why? It's the middle of the day and just laying in bed. No reason. <laughs> anyway. All right. Jesus. Shuts the door. Well, this one, my door, I had this tank. Of fish that turned into a tank for a turtle. So there was a water tank in my room, and it was never clean. That room had to smell so bad. So this turtle, Tippy and I are in there, and uh, the door used to swell. It was a wooden door. It used to swell. So you have to kind of shoulder it to open it and make that noise. And so uh, I give the old tuggeroo for two and, you know, get it out of the way. And I was way before American Pie, I was a guy who was very expeditious with the end game. So I had a sock on the goods. Right. It was a catcher, a catch-all, right? So I'm standing there. Uh, it was his Jimmy hat. Yeah, it was my, it was my, my, <laughs> my yeah. That's, it was a Hanes it's Jimmy hat. It's again. It was a Hanes one. So I'm standing in the middle of the room, all done, with a uh, sock load still attached to the parts. And I'm, you know, otherwise. Over the calf, over, by the way. Over, <laughs> that's how. Yeah, I pulled it up all over. This yeah. is pre-Flea and Anthony Kiedis. I mean, this Way isn't, before, yeah, okay. so I, I, right. was, I thought I'd invented it. Evidently, it comes naturally to some people. So I had the sock on there, and I stand up out of the bed, and the door goes, gunk, gunk, gunk. And there's Dan, and there I am, sock full, <laughs> hanging off of my appendage that's no longer it's somewhere in between, you know, ready to play and going to sleep mode. And we just lock eyes, and my dad goes, dinner's ready. Stop that. <laughs> Close the and then door. just shuts the door. It stops. <laughs> we never talked about it again. That's got to be, I mean, of, of embarrassing moments. Oh, as a kid. It's got to be still one or I two. Was 14 or 15, it was just. And then, because I was hungry, too, because I was like, I was slinking off to dinner at that moment. It's just like, can I still have some of the food? Not, not a lot said. It's just pretty stop much stop that. Then the, door, then the door just closes. Dinner's ready. Dinner's ready. Stop that. <laughs> the pauses were like. Oh. And then I just uh, I heard in the backyard later that night. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, that was about where I went with that. But yeah, it was, uh, you know. How do we get off on that topic? He, he went uh, back and was like, that's a pretty good idea, the sock. Oh, he probably, he knows. He's making fun of me. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I, I digress. Back to uh, Dad Variety Show. <laughs> do you remember your dad's bit? And did they went on with the show with the dead conductor? They did. Why in the world? Pause, because they, they got him out of there. Got the gurney in there. The Who's conducting now? How it was about a half hour delay. It was like, okay, he's gone. Conductor. You didn't really need him. No, it's just some <laughs> idiot with a stick. I mean, <laughs> all right, all right, everyone. I'm not feeling 100%. I'm pretty sure it went on. I'm, I'm You know, it was like a half hour or 25-minute yeah. delay. Because a lot of people thought, well, originally it was like the Heather McDonald. Yeah. People laughed. 
Well, they saw him. Though, you had to have paramedics and somebody come cart him out. They did after a while, yeah. but when he first dropped, <laughs> of course, they thought it was part of the show. Right, because something had to be funny that night, and of course, there's going to be a lot of fall down stuff. Oh, there's, there's rakes and fun faces, stuff. Probably some pies, and then bad barbershop quartet. I'm oh yeah, positive there was some. Then terrible you had the harmony. guys that did the. Um, it was popular then. They'd put um, the outfit above, like their uh, upper body, their head and shoulders would be a hat, and oh. their bellies would be the face. Good God. It's a, it's a Midwestern skirts. nightmare, I tell you. Nightmare. I remember that as a kid. I remember that dancing around. And then a lot of a lot of singing, some funny skits. It was almost like watching uh, Amateur Carol Burnett. Okay. Well, that's not good. Uh, this guy says, I did a variety show once. Uh, I showed a variety of ways of how to escape a son, Toledo's dad. Well, that's right. That's Toledo's dad's variety uh, show story. Hilarious. Uh, well, yeah, that sounds like the worst thing ever. But Bob Saget bonking his head and dying is... I mean, I've had concussions, a couple of them. And they tell you not to sleep. The first one I did because I, I wasn't sure I had one. I went to the hospital that's the next the problem. day. You're- there's no one around him at the time. Right. He's like, I figure I hit my head pretty hard. Yeah. I'm going to go to bed and I got a headache. I'm going to just lay down and rest. And now, I mean, the important thing is, is like, here's how you know if you had a concussion, <laughs> for the most part, whatever grade. Yeah. Anytime you see lightning or a, f- a flash yeah. when you hit your head, sometimes you get that. But sometimes, because I've had a couple of good ones. Uh, and one I, one I was, I knew I had something wrong. I thought I broke my uh, skull, but I didn't want to tell my parents. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, they're going to get mad that, you know, got to go to the hospital and all that. So I'm like, I'll just, I'll just lay down and rest. And I went right to sleep. Which, and, and then the next morning, they're like, what happened? I'm like, I hit my head on a sidewalk yesterday. And I, I am a mess. My, I've never had a headache like that in my life. And they're like, you had a concussion. I'm like, oh, no kidding. And what'd you do after? And I went home and went to sleep. And they're like, it's the worst thing you can do. Like, no kidding. They try, they try to keep you awake. For, during concussions, just in case yeah. you'll slip out. So, and they'll also take a look at you know how hard if there's a you know the, the crack in the oh, skull and all skull. that stuff. It's actually, better to crack your skull. They can find to relieve that. the. It's crazy. So the Bob Saget. Everybody just keeps saying, "Oh, he hit his head and went and laid down and rested." He had to hit it pretty hard. This is not a minor bonk that will end you or brain bleed unless he had something else going on. But how about that? A month later, we find out Bob Saget goes out like that. It's been a month already. Jeez. Yeah, I know. No. They made yeah. it first when they were talking about the story. It made it look like he uh, took the wrong batch of uh, drugs. No, they said no pills. No pills, no alcohol. So just keep that in mind when you're driving around today, that uh, no matter how good you might feel, and I'm in the same boat, all these uh, surgeries that have finally come to an end for me, and well, hopefully I say that, knock on poor Michael, but the, uh, you know, my mobility's better. I'm feeling great and everything. And you bonk your head and you die. Just to, to take every day for what it's worth. I used to say that all the time at the end of the show. See you tomorrow, unless you die. Because you could, you might, you never know. So, you know. I know you look be goofy careful. if you're uh, on the skateboard or your mountain bike Wear wearing your a helmet. Because yeah. I often don't. You not, might mountain, not wake up. Like riding in the street, I, I still have a hard time throwing the helmet on. Like if I'm just going to do a canal ride or something like, come on. I don't. I don't wear a helmet. For no. That. Yeah. And I don't want to. No. And that's the bad thing. It's because, like, this is dumb. Like, I look like I'm crazy. But then you see this, and you're like, oh, should caution be first and all that? Of course it should. But that's what makes riding the bike better is the riding around with it off, and you don't feel like you've got all these tools. And things. Motorcycle's totally different. And I was, I was 50-50 on motorcycle. Yeah, if we're I mean, going on a long trip, I'm bringing a, uh, uh, I'm wearing a helmet. Yep. 
But there's been plenty of times just riding around town. Yep. No way. That's to me, me, to me, that's like public service announcement number one. If you ride a motorcycle, put a helmet on, because it's not it's not always going to be something you're in control of in a motorcycle. There's Absolutely too many not, variables. No. True. With a bicycle, that's you're on why. a canal. Most of the time, you wreck. It's your fault. Yeah, almost always, it's your fault wrecking a bike. It's- I was I was look at the kids now though because you know when we were riding our bikes around the, the streets and stuff, I never wore a helmet. You know, you crash yeah. and that's part of you know, dust yeah. off and get back on. But now it's like I see these kids wearing them. I'm like pussies. Yeah, but I mean, is it? You know, I because miss- there's something going on that we used to be able to not hit our heads. Right. Like I'd crash and I don't remember ever scrape up your knee and your right. arms. The only and- reason I got my concussion is because I had a helmet under my chin and no helmet yeah. on. Like I didn't have. I don't know. The kids- it was football tackle and a guy hit me and he was wearing a helmet. Uh, and I wasn't. And he pinned my head under his, and then we hit the ground, and I hit a sidewalk. Something I, has changed. I think they, they've the kids have turned into, like, jarts, lawn yeah, darts. They don't catch <laughs> themselves. Yeah. They just flop. The Much head work. leads. Yeah, your kids need to get, you know, stronger. They need to understand that their heads are precious, and they can't just go limp every time. But they don't do anything to fall down anyway. Uh, so that might be it, too, is that I have one... Uh, front yard in my entire neighborhood where I see kids playing. One. And we get some big front yards in my neighborhood. Never. And there's kids all over. I don't know what they're doing. I don't, I'm don't. i glad they're not all out in the front yard. I don't want to see that. But like kids, <laughs> parents end up hanging out in the front yard. They're the weirdos. But when your kids are outside, they, and that's, they wear helmets to just walk around. Like there's a few of them that Ridiculous. are they'll play and they're wearing a helmet. But that's not an option anymore when you say, you know, like the parents out in the front yard. There's a reason yep. they're out in the front yard. Because your kid's going to get kidnapped if oh, they're yeah, not no. watching Everybody's the kid afraid play. their kids are beautiful. And you're, uh, look, again, I'll go back to it. 95% of your kids, I've seen them. They're all way too heavy to pick up. They're, almost all your kids are so big that it's like, I can't pick that up. A kidnapper has to be so strong to get most American kids in the back of a car because they're just so heavy. They're sacks of wet cement. you got one of them beautiful kids that makes sense, but everybody thinks their kids are targeted by it. Look, nothing. I've seen it, John. I've gone out in the front yard a couple. Once I walked yeah. out the door to watch, I could see from a block away yeah. guys running. Away <laughs> right, yeah, going, that's right. You're oh, the one keeping them out. Not this block. Right. <laughs> yeah, your kids are not targets. Almost zero of them. Like almost everybody listening. Don't worry about it. I've seen almost all your kids. Yeah, John Walsh, you're not Adam. Okay? <laughs> right? No, yeah, something. There was something special about that kid. That's why he got nabbed. But. Nobody wants your uh, your kid at all. So you can let them walk home from school without, you know, standing five feet behind them and everything else. They can they can be human. He's but, 18 years old. You yeah. don't need to watch him play well, with his buddies. It's just a certain point where if they're in the front yard and and you're worried about them getting stolen. It's what it is. You love your kid too much. It's not getting out. It, then you just haven't trained it well either. Because if, if, if your kid gets in a car with someone else that they don't know, that's your fault. 100%. Like, you need to put... The, there's too much I will... T- you probably should have been reprimanded several times for being too friendly to strangers because it taught Kirby to just wander over to cars and go, Sure, I'm positive this candy's delightful. <laughs> like, Dad would have taken it out, take it. Instead of just teaching Kirby and all kids that everyone you don't know is a wild f- jerk. That's it. Everyone you... If you don't know them at all, they're horrible human beings. And that's how I was raised, and it's worked out really nicely for me. Really nice. And that's why, like, my neighborhood, when you say that, it's like everyone knew each other. In that okay. Room. It was a bubble, but you're right. I mean, That's dangerous, too, because then you start realizing the real statistic is most kids are stolen by somebody close or yeah. family. Yep. So 
just stop meeting each other. Stop being so goddamn social, and uh, your kids won't get stolen at all. Don't worry about it. The kids on my front porch. I had to tell a lady once, like, my child, I'm just worried. I mean, you don't let that kid, this is at my old neighborhood, you don't let that kid walk from school. Like, you can see your house from the school. I just worry the whole time that someone's going to abduct her. (laughs) No one's taking that kid. She's like nine feet tall, 390-pound third grader. She's, uh, she stands out, let's just say that. Got a thyroid problem. Yeah. Well, she's just she's a special girl. Yeah, she's special, all right. Special. All right. <laughs> I mean, you remember uh, growing up a little bit. Some of the times that you had walking from school or to school in the morning and afterwards. Some good memories or some fun oh, stuff. Messing sure. around after school. Yeah, we saw. T- I was the first time I ever saw people having sex. Going by a park. Booker T. Washington uh, School, elementary school up there on Dobson and Baseline. We rode our bikes to Rhodes once. and The canal was dry, so we got to cut through. We'd have to go by Booker, and there was some teenage guy and his girlfriend all balled up right there next to that. And that's a great romantic place to do it. That's why we'd walk by Miller Park in hopes of seeing something Elementary school. Two or three times. Yeah, elementary school playground up against the fence line by (laughs) by the canal. Really good time to just ball up and give her one. And he did. <laughs> and we just rode right by it. Had to be like 7.30 in the morning. I'm like, wow, how about that? The good old sex right there in the middle. I think that's the first time I ever saw it. Pretty sure. Completely different experience if mom was walking with you. Why? That's what I'm saying. The kid, the moms or, or parent go to the oh, school. Oh, yeah, you don't have a kid fun time. Home. Actually, I'd have a good time. To be t- hey, Marcy, remember that time? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing walking me to school? Just get in the car. Why would my mother walk me to school? She's got a driver's license. If she's up and doesn't want me to do this, then I'm getting in the back seat. Yeah, anyway, your kids hit their heads. Yeah, you got to train them better not to. Hitting heads is definitely something that we've trained kids not to do. We do break falls. Tuck and roll. Yeah, understand that your head's a precious commodity. It's like an egg. You don't want it. It's Humpty Dumpty. You don't want that thing bumping into the ground. Sometimes you can't help it, but do your best to uh, not hit your head. But yeah, I'm still, even with all this talk, if I were to get on my bicycle right now and ride here. Now, when I do ride from home to work, I'm on so many roads where the variables are not in my control. It's not just green belt that I'll wear a helmet. Yeah. But canal rides and stuff? (laughs) Silly. I don't ride around the neighborhood, but I'm not even on the canal. And it's not advocating for, you know, everybody to not wear helmets. But if you do, you're a pussy. So that's all we're saying. You live with your life that way. Mountain biking, I demand it. Demand it. Because I've seen dudes riding without their helmets, and it, it makes my skin crawl. I have to, they have to get out of sight. I'm like, I can't. One th- anything can go wrong. On a, you're on those trails flying down. The, and those rocks are unforgiving to every part of your body, even with a helmet. I've seen a helmet explode. Uh, there's a dude I was riding with named Scott, and I came around the corner, and he was on the ground. I'm like, you all right? And he goes, no. When he got up, his helmet right down the center just fell. Yes. And he was I hit my head on that rock. And I'm like, are you okay? And he goes, I think it's the only, thing, only reason I'm alive. His helmet split in half. It, oh. it was. Yeah, it was the only reason he's alive. It hit it in the back of his head, too. And he's like, he was a mess. But, yeah, I'm not, he had one of those mentalities where you weren't sure if he was constantly concussed or not. But anyway, if you've hit your head, don't go to sleep. That's what Bob Saget's death has taught us. You got a headache from hitting your head? Do not lay down. You're not going to rest that off. So that's unfortunate because that, that's something that could have been avoided. Heart attack, one of those things, you're like, oh, that's just, that's a weird one that could have been probably avoided. It uh, makes it even kind of more tragic. Uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 602-585-9800, a good one. 
and we'll scream it together. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! I want me some glory hope. Oh, God, here it comes. Oh, hot, 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 hot. Hot, 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 Brady, they just uh, finally looked at a story up about your dad's Young Businessmen's Variety Special. Yeah. Said uh, it was conducted a long time ago. The conductor actually passed away from blackface paint toxicity, which is a terrible thing, but it there was is very lead. common. There's a lot of lead in it. <laughs> a lot of dad's variety shows in the 60s and 70s. <laughs> We're putting on a show. Brett, it used to be kind of the thing you'd watch on the Waltons or Little House on the Prairie, and Brady lived it. Like, family, we're putting on a show. I need you to sew some costumes and help us build a stage. Your dad put on variety shows. He was an air conditioning salesman. Yeah. That is insanity. You realize you lived a life different than everyone else. Like, it just wasn't normal. It was all yeah. a cover for Along something Along with the other else. dads in there. Yeah, that community was definitely... Your life is true lies. Your dad is a CIA operative. Under the, there's no... And I'm a regular in the community. Nobody wants to be that part of their community. To put on... If you ask me, like, will you put on a local variety? I'm in the sort of a slow, weird, mentally challenged version of the public eye. I'd be like, would I put on a variety show? No. I don't like hosting the show I've got. <laughs> then my mom had one. Oh, she did one? Yeah, with the Childhood League. A they variety show. It was show. a oh, women's uh, deal. They'd have a cookbook. They would do a variety show. Oh. And people Ohio were like... sounds terrible. It just sounds awful. There is it was a, awesome. If your neighborhood put on a variety show, I would burn it down. No, we just did the 4th of July parade. You know, your neighborhood would No, I'm saying a, today. Oh, like, if your neighborhood put out flyers and said, we're putting... It's laughable, and then you go find the person that... You can't think, do it with the neighborhood. you got to have a good organization. No variety shows. Kurt Warner tried to get me to host his... his game night? Game night. And I'm like, this has turned into one of those local variety shows. And there were real Pretty celebrity much. there. What do you think the boxing deal was? What do you mean? The Muhammad Ali, you know, those were all... I was kind of putting on... No, he was the heavyweight champion of the world, Brady. I know, but his, his thing had to come in. Oh, oh, that. When they do the celebrity box night, boxing night. But they never really fought. Celebrity box night. They didn't really That would have been different. They had the yeah, celebrity box night I'd go to. That's not a variety show. That's a variety <laughs> of boxes. You're ta- are you talking about the fight night? Yeah. They didn't actually fight. Right. It, it, was, was, a, a it was a show. Mm, they didn't do a variety show. They just had. They just they weren't singing and dancing. Yeah. No, no, no. They just went up and talked about the. the it's just like any other fundraiser. Yeah. Yeah, variety show. I picture dudes out, like you said, in the big hat with the funny face bellies and the homemade costumes. It sounds terrible. Just awful. It, it amazes oh. me that you guys work together for 21 years and you're still learning stuff about Oh, yeah. This. Well, yeah, that's I the mean, amazing part. Is that the variety show is brand new to you. Well, that's the best part about living in somebody who, or working with somebody who's living in denial, is that every once in a while their brain goes, oh, yeah. I remember another awful thing that society would frown on. That, and it's been 20 years, and I've, uh, you know, the, the Maybe conductor. Maybe told it. The conductor dropping, I've told that. I don't remember that one. That he just dropped dead at the show. Yeah. Because I probably got lost in the idea. Right before they hit the music. He probably didn't like the variety show either. The variety show is the worst part of that. Like getting drugged. That's a tap recital for his sister, except your dad's doing it. Yeah. Oh, the embarrassment for almost every kid except Brady. 
that your dad's going to go up and sing and dance. My brother, Bar- my sister. Nate Bargatze's dad, the comedian, was a clown and a magician. Yeah. And he's like still embarrassed by it. And the guy made a living doing it. It was his job. If your dad Hey, was my dad up until oh. two or three years ago would still lead sing-alongs once a week at the... Uh, at the retirement community. Well, that's different. They got to find. T- I've been to retirement communities. They He's break a out singer, in a song. Man. They have a piano in the middle of the one I go to for uh, our friend Paula. And sometimes some they old man by that. himself will be if poorly. no one joins him. Well, just, oh, nobody joins him. Nobody's there. He's the only one in the room, and he's just poorly playing a piano and moaning something I'll about just his ex-wife or his. The house is packed life. when Torp and Howard Hawk on the piano. I'm sure it is. Sing along. Oh yeah. So the sad house, I missed it. The house is packed, all right. Oh, we lost another one. <laughs> oh, be so lucky. Yeah, local people performing. You know what it's... And the funny thing is I say that because it sounds awful, but all it is is TikTok. There's a bunch of people who have never once made it in life as performers still trying to perform. The the, the they, they jump over the necessary work that it is to be on a stage. And they just go up there and buy the stage and do it themselves. Sometimes the funnier ones are the ones that the guys are like, you got to do it. Sorry, here. Oh. Put in there. there I, I can't even imagine anything worse than a flyer. Who's on first? Young Businessmen's Variety Special. Oh. The most boring people in the world are going to try to make you laugh now. No thanks. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I sell AC uh, units. Oh, yeah? What are, what's your talent? I sing and dance. No, you sell AC units. Next. I'd be the guy that broke it to him. I'm an insurance salesman, but I also tap. Guess what you're going to do tonight? Insurance sales. Go over there. You're not <laughs> tap dancing for anybody. Nobody wants to see it. If anybody wanted to see your tap dancing, you'd be a tap dancer. You're an insurance salesman. You think about other outlets at oh. one particular time, you know, like churches. There's people that want to sing. Churches right. are a big outlet. And that's the outlet for the people stage. who didn't make it. It's yeah. an outlet for people who didn't have, A, the courage. Now they have. B, the ability. No, because the church will take anybody. There's no gatekeeper to the talent. Oh, you, no. You, no, now no. Some like, Stop it. The black churches, the that's different. You got you to step up and perform at some churches. I think every black church, every person that goes there is capable of performing. Because I've seen those black churches, and I'm like, I don't think there's an untalented one in the bunch. Like a young... I'd go to that. I'd go to a young black businessman's variety show. Because I'd be like, this is great. There's going to be good singing and good dancing. Nothing but Yeezys and Air Jordans Nothing. as far as the eye can see. Oh, man. <laughs> Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s. In the YBMC, there are a lot of black people. Huh? At the young businessman. The, yeah. the variety. And they were getting... Uh, oh, they're blackface. <laughs> That's right. That's you, right. You're, you're, that was just yeah, serving yeah. drinks. It was or? your dad's variety yeah, special. Party. There were no black people. It was at Scioto Country Club. They were they were there, but they were serving the drinks and shaking their heads, going, "This is unbelievable. This, this is entertainment to these people." Yeah, how is it that they want to assimilate with us after seeing those things? They had to serve all the drinks and clean up all the tables while your dad was up there with big hat, funny face, belly, telling terrible dad jokes. Oh, Thank you, Leroy. Great. <laughs> Uh, the Phoenix Open starts today, everybody, and it's... Uh, Round one. It's been our goal to make sure that these people in town recognize that this weather may be something that draws them, but it's us, the people, that have to keep them away. And this guy said, yesterday, my coworker and I got invited to one of the suites on the 17th hole, where they're drinking, socializing with everybody, having a good time, ran into a group from New York saying, man, 
I got to move here. This weather in Scottsdale <laughs> is amazing. So my coworker says, yeah, it's nice out here, but crime is rising like crazy. Meth houses over in Scottsdale on this side of town. I rolled with his comments and said, uh, yeah, someone cut Nick's catalytic converter on his truck yesterday. Some crackhead. Oh, those Mexicans, they're everywhere, too. And he says, yeah, that border near Nogales, it's just getting out of hand. They looked at us with the most distraught faces, John, and said, well, we're not sure we're actually going to move here. KUPD troops on the ground at TPC Scottsdale, my friend Colin. Nice job. That's what we're talking about. You hear people from out of town at this this, this thing, you dummy up a story about how your catalytic converter got stolen. Now we're past the, the thieves. We're past the visual and we're past the actual crime. It's up to us now. Troops on the ground. This is a ground war. At the TPC, if you're there and you hear people going, I am moving here. It's just not the same as in Richmond. And I think Richmond or Baltimore or whatever crime-ridden cesspool gray dump they come from, then this place is their goal? No. You tell a story about a catalytic converter, toot sweet. The second you hear somebody saying, we're thinking about moving here. We don't want them. You ran out of water in your neighborhood. It's gone. We're, yeah, we're all full up. The aquifer's dry. Yeah. We're sucking each other's sweat for moisture in the summertime. Keep them out. I, we are moving here. We've lived in, in, in Chevy Chase, Maryland for a long time now. And it's just cold and crime riddled. Scott sales for us. No. Catalytic converter stories. Make sure that they're loud enough that they get back home. And people go, they saw it on TV. It looks beautiful. Think about moving there. Oh, the people. They're so fed up with those Mexicans. Make it the Mexicans' <laughs> fault. I've been doing it for hundreds of years. Mexicans, you're with me on this one. You don't want more white people here. This isn't racism. Use your brown. Finally, use it for good. Use your brown for good, Mexicans. We can keep whites away. I'm with you. <laughs> Shine, go go put some of that. What is that? Uh, uh, careful, bend de soleil and make your brown glow. Make it look like you just walked here. You still have to circle wagons once a week because Indians are attacking. No, you no, Brady, that's no, silly. No, no okay. we're not going to go for full Indian attacks. It's the Wild West out we here. Stick to a story. We graduated from that. <laughs> yeah, we, nobody they knows. Know there's Indian ah, casinos. For Christ's sake, there's news. You got to go subtle. <laughs> if there were Indian roundup attacks and we're getting hit by arrows regular, they'd notice. It's unbelievable. Some weird man talked about. It. I didn't see any of it or evidence of it at all. No, no, no. But you look around, you see brown people everywhere. These people from Maryland don't know the difference between Indian brown and Mexican brown. They just think they're all illegal, and we need to convince them of such. And Mexicans, don't get uppity about this. I know it's a tingle in your bones to say, oh, I can't believe they're talking about that. We need to use your brown right now. Can we borrow your brown is what I'm saying. Maybe we should bring Sheriff Joe out of retirement for a few minutes. Just yeah. For, just for the week. Just for the week. Not bad. That is a great... do it. All right, everybody. It's time to ask, what did brown do for you? Absolutely <laughs> nothing. Stole my packages is what Brown did for me. <laughs> Get them out of here. Get up to Paradise Valley where we're building a wall. They have a sheriff of 90 years. Uh, he's going to build a wall around the town because of the Mexicans. He's got a tank. Start talking about that stuff. The Mexicans are so crazy that one of the platforms our mayor has for Par- uh, Fountain Hills is to build a wall around it. They build a big old Mexican wall around Fountain Hills. You know how much those people love swimming. We got to use your brown, Mexicans. Keep those whites away. Think of what I'm saying. Don't get lost in the minutia of racism because it's in there. But it's racist against these weird white people that want to move here. We don't want them. 
It's all full up. You want more white people? Then get uppity against John right now. I can't believe I say that you would say that about my skin color. I'm like, no, we're using your skin color for good to keep whites away, dummy. <laughs> if we can use your Mexicanness to keep whites away, go put some lokes on and start waving a knife in the air. What are you doing? Scare them with what they're scared of, the stereotypes. Play your music loud. Bring a tuba to it something. What in Maryland are you from? Oh, they read our license. Drive, Bob. I can't. The light's red. Just go. They cross illegally. Why can't we? Anyway, it's time to use it. Nice job by uh, Colon. Uh, he just emailed over and gave us that beautiful piece right there. A couple people from New York thinking about it. Catalytic converter stories. Those Mexicans are a problem. Keep them away. When them and their liberal ideas come rolling in here, and the next thing you know, can't get on a golf course. Yeah, so <laughs> packed up. Exactly. You can't do anything. Restaurants, everything. By the way, Terrible. yesterday at the Arizona Biltmore, um, checking in to play golf. Guy goes, Brady. Go, yeah. I knew that was you. Hey, my name, and I can't remember his name, but he's like, I'm just picking up Holmberg's mail route. I'm his new mailman. I got a new mailman. How's he dressed? Does he look clean? In a Bengals get up, Bengals shirt, oh, hat. But was he clean? Yeah. Okay. Very nice guy. Sounds like you're going to have to file a complaint. I don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy's giving you up got some got probably one of the info, best right? mail carriers I've seen. Is that right? He's going to be dressed to a T. Well, I'll leave a bowl of chili sketty on the floor and let him eat it. <laughs> He'll make his day. Yeah, he'll be thrilled when I throw chili sketty all up the walkway. Just give me my mail and quit telling people where oh, I live. Oh, and it'll be day-old age by Monday. No, you know, they don't care. Yeah, no. Chili sketty, they'll regurgitate it and feed it to their kids like cud. <laughs> and, and you know what? It tastes better with a little acid <laughs> reflux in it. Oh. <laughs> well, there you go. He's following you around the golf course. He happened to be in the clubhouse at the time. All right. See, that's the good thing about my neighborhood. Even my mailman golfs in a nice place. Yeah. That's good. Civil servant getting out there. Yeah, I had a problem there for a few years where my mailman looked like he just woke up and rolled in his pigsty and then came to work. Made a point of it. They've been real clean since. I got a male lady. I got a female man right now. She's been real quiet and good. I like her. She's bailing, huh? Yeah. While they had a pregnant one. Kind of felt bad for her in the summer. Walking around with that big belly. All right. I'll keep my eyes open for your new friend, Brady. And he'll be like, oh, Bengals fan. He's not going to be one of them talky mailmen, is he? He wants like a tip at the end of the year. No, I don't think so. He came up and, uh, you know. Okay. Nice guy. Really nice guy. Yeah, because he's a Bengals fan. You guys speak the same language. Mouthful of food. Good man. Ohio. (laughs) Yeah. What you eating? Skyline. I'm Gold Star Man. Chili Sketty? Chili Sketty. Mmm, by hand. Very fit. What does that mean? He's yoked. So he's not from Cincinnati? Oh, he's from Cincinnati. <laughs> no, he's not. You just described someone not from Cincinnati. Uh, anyway, uh, so yesterday I have to say thanks to our friend Paul Sura here. Yesterday he gave me a, a pure perfect bet for FanDuel. The money wasn't big, but he put a few bucks on it. You double your cash. It's like He knows his hockey up Bank and down. Bank it. Bank it. Thank me tomorrow. Those were his last words. Bank this and thank me tomorrow. I don't like making big bets, but this thing was gold. This guy's been winning. Throw 500 bucks in. Boom, boom. Edmonton's going to uh, uh, beat, beat the Blackhawks. And the Coyotes are going to lose. That's a guarantee. It's the second leg of this parlay. It's easy. Both Blackhawks and Coyotes won this thing. And I get a text from Paul. I'll never 
count on the Edmonton Oilers again in my life. Connor McDavid is an asshole. Like it's getting me involved in this thing. So it was the sure lock lock of the week, and I got I'm like, look, you got mushing on your bets. There's something going on with me right now. My bets, and then I ended up betting a couple NBA games and getting half of it back. But brutal. You mushed him. I mushed him in a big way. He's like, put all of it on it. Whatever you got, just drop it in. I'm like, all right. Before the first lay, it was four to nothing. I'm like, what's going on? Goddamn Connor McDavid. Oh, you know who these people are. I know he's a good hockey player, but I can't count on them. They just suck. He's <laughs> mad. Walked me into a $500 loss, so thanks to Paul. And then I tried to watch some Olympics last night. And even trying to bet on the I don't know how you do it because it's not live. Not so even, there's it's, no, it's, it's impossible. It's I don't like it. But I'm still so holding out for it's, mine. It's just it's what? boring. I'm still holding out on my Olympic bet. Yeah, you've got yours. The, the Italians will win curling. Still yes, and men's. Well, the the uh, the mixed won. They won the gold, but the men's are still the men are still in it. The Wait, there's mixed Italians. Yeah, yeah. What does mixed that mean? Curling. Mixed, mixed curling, men and women. Oh, men and women. Yeah, mixed. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. And they won the gold. So the I was all excited. I'm like, yes. Northern Italians. I'm and back. Southern Italians. So mixed Italians won gold in curling. Yeah, curling. Yep. And you got that bet? No, no. I'm waiting on the men's oh. team. I wasn't going to bet with a woman on the team nope. too. Come on, I know better than that. Come on. You didn't happen to watch any of the women's. Half pipe. Not much. Competition. Not really. They're all wiping out. Good. That's the fun of the games. I don't care when they're successful. No, nothing's changed. They wiped out last time, too. Yeah, I don't care. That, none of it is Sean exciting. White wiped out. Did he? He's like the goat. There's a lot of wiping out. The tomato. Yeah, I have no interest in uh, any of it because I'm trying to like it, but the only thing I like is when they collapse or fall down and stuff. And now they're saying that you can't call. Like, this is. They made a big deal about the... I just wanted to turn it immediately. Big deal. This is the first Olympics where the women finally get to skate as women. Like, what does that mean? They don't call it ladies figure skating anymore. Evidently, that was a thing. What? Yeah. So it's now women's this, women's that, and ladies figure skating was somehow or another... You're just looking for stuff to be mad at. How does that bother anyone? Well, ladies is demeaning. Like, you can just call us ladies anytime you want. And I'm like, I don't know what to do anymore. So ladies figure skating demeaned them to the point where they weren't sure if they could compete anymore. And I'm like, man, are you fragile? This is a fragile bunch that thinks the word ladies is offensive. So every time you go to the bathroom and it says ladies, you just stand in the hallway and piss. You can't go in? What do you have to have? Women. It has to say women. We're not ladies. We're women. I honestly, right now, sitting here, no idea what the difference is. Explain it to me. Well, I'd be fine if, um, I'd be okay if they called it the gentlemen's, because wouldn't that be the equivalent to the the lady, but ladies are you and gentlemen? upset when it's called no. men's? Right. Well, no. Or gentlemen's, or dudes, or... Yeah. If, if you guys have always won... You guys have always been the upper hand. You never oppressed us. Oh, I we never oppressed you with ladies. A little more formal. Identity right. politics. But again, if the worst thing you've been called in a day is ladies, it's a pretty good day. It's not a derogatory term. Well, it is too. Because it's the, Brady, it's the first time they've gotten to skate as women. <laughs> I'm just tired of every single thing you try to do is... It's the stupidest thing ever. The term ladies takes away our power, our athleticism, and our sexuality. Olympics have stopped calling women figure skaters ladies this year, and that change is a cultural shift. Is it? Or did no one else give a a flying f***? 
about anything, and we got so fragile, we complain about this now. Uh, it says, in the past couple of years, those who have uh, voices have grown louder and more powerful, leading to changes in terminology and costume rules. Uh, and more accepting culture for LGBTQ skaters. Aren't they all gay? <laughs> I mean, if ladies skating is a thing, it's the dudes. That's ladies skating to me. They're in tights. They look fantastic. They got asses better than any girl I've ever been with. And then uh, they're just dudes flitting around. There's the, maybe they'll change the uh, dudes than... to the girls. Yeah. It's girls. I'm, it, they call themselves girls all the yeah. time. I hang out with my gay neighbors all the time. Oh, she's just being a bitch. I'm like, who? And I'm looking for the lady. I'm like, Troy. I'm like, oh, right. I forget. It takes guys, a while to adjust. You guys call each other she all the time. It drives me bananas. Uh-oh. She's going down. I'm like, who? Wait, where? Oh, stop. Which one? You go, girl. Brian over there. He's in the pool. I'm like, Brian. Oh, she. Ah, keep screwing that up. They call me he. They keep it together. They never call me she, which is crazy. Anyway, historically, figure skating dominated by men and women. Soon, John, you'll be. I'm fine with that. That's great. Keep it. We're on your way. When in Rome. You just have to. uh, The two things I always say, Brady when in Rome and when in a butthole. When you finally meet Kim (laughs) Petras. I always say it. Oh, God, don't bring her to the party, bro. Damn it. (laughs) It's happening again. My coconuts. You can put them in your mouth. Damn it. I'm not going to get the sun out of my head. Yesterday, like Man. last night at like 8 o'clock, I was like, okay, good. I think it's finally gone. Uh-uh. We're playing this. Just when you thought you were down a little bit, your mood has changed. Oh, yeah. By the way. I'm thinking of those cans. I'm going to talk to Marty. Talk to the boys. For our Sylvester Stallone July party that we're going to throw yeah. for. We're closing with this. <laughs> <laughs> Have to. It's going to last for me. Everybody loves the twins. Sorry. The legacy remains, though, that the sport is dominated by white, well-off athletes. Nuh-uh. Asian girls. That's all I ever see out there flitting around. And plus, Europe's involved. There's going to be a lot of white people. Why is that bad? It's, it's expensive for kids to participate in figure skating. What does this have to do with ladies? So the terminology of ladies is a relic of origins of figure skating. Over the past five to ten years, steam has built for a change, said Jackie Wong, the expert behind rocker skating, a figure skating and uh, analysis site. Canada has already adopted the change, but for some reason, the International Skating Union has been hesitant. Two-time World Olympian and three-time world medalist uh, Caitlin Weaver says that uh, it emphasized gendered nature of the sport. Women are celebrated for being graceful, polite, to mirror all the qualities of a lady instead of an athlete. Shut up. It's supposed to be a beautiful sport. It's supposed to be yeah. del- uh, uh, like delightful and demure and pretty. When men do it, they, they look like women. They're We understand you're all athletic. You're doing stuff we don't even understand. So, Sal Cow, I mean, the whole point of me not calling athleticism because it's so beautiful what you're doing that I forget how hard it is because you're making it look so easy is a compliment, ladies. Your camel twist is beautiful. Yeah, I love looking at your camel tees. I love it. <laughs> I see a camel tee on there, and I'm like, man, that's all I care about right now, staring at that lady's camel tee. Nobody's upset about this. We are nitpicking everything. Did anyone ever care about ladies figure skating being derogatory towards women? Ever. Didn't think so. But. No, but now now you're a bad guy for thinking it's not a big deal. Screw you. Does that mean we have to drop the LPGA, John? 
It's the Ladies Professional Golf Association. There's plenty of them. The WNBA got ahead of the curve. Yeah. But then, I don't know how, because I don't know. I haven't seen a woman on that thing. That scared the hell out of me. I don't know what that is. I don't care who says it. That is a hard-to-watch league for so many different reasons. Visually, miserable. Athletically, slow, sloppy, and ugly. The sport itself being ruined. What about sport? No, there isn't well, one. Well, he said slow, yeah, sloppy, no. and ugly. I was like... I, you know what? I do like... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, Thank the gang of friends here all week. <laughs> Tip your waitresses. He'll be over at the uh, Italian-American club <laughs> watching curling. And then the other thing about uh, somebody saying that... Um, they're mad at the uh, emojis. You know, you can make your emoji thumb ups yeah. colors. You can make it black. You can make it white. You can make it kind of uh, yellow. I'm not sure you're supposed to do that. Beige, whatever, to kind of go with what you are. And this one guy's like, it's not fair. What about us mixed people? Because he's like, every time I put my emoji thumbs up, I feel like I'm uh, dishonoring my Filipino heritage. Like, you're not doing anything but sending a text of thumbs up, which basically somebody just said, I'm on my way. And you said, cool. And it had not, and that guy on the other end's like, "Wow, he doesn't even acknowledge his Filipino heritage." Nobody thinks that with an emoji thumb. Mine's black. Mine take, too. I changed because it's that hilarious, way. and I don't care. Just take a picture of your thumb and send your actual right, thumb. There it is. There. And you and, um, and you can put it in just as. What quick. you need to do is a picture of you with your thumb up holding another picture of Manny Pacquiao. I don't know how you're going to manage to do it, but stop it. Emojis have to honor your mixed heritage. You're a mutt. But half of me is Filipino, so I have to honor that with my emoji thumb. No, you know, your emoji thumb shouldn't represent you ever. Your, you know what should? Your personality, and you don't f- have one. That's the problem. Are the Simpsons gonna have to change? Well, I don't know what. Yeah, they're yellow, but the, well, they already have changed all their brown people. But so I don't know what's gonna happen next. But it's just so freaking annoying. Every time I try to look at something and just have a normal night, I'm told how bigoted I was or whatever else ladies professional skating is not offensive the LPGA you're right that's gotta go because it takes away the athleticism to say it's a ladies sport has to be women and then what when that's not right you make us regret ever giving that title nine a shot should have just left you back there (laughs) and never once is there a complaint that there's funding for all these sports that come from the men's sport that's actually the true uh, underbelly of, uh, you know, the patriarchy, if you really want to get into it. Men have to fund it to keep it alive, WNBA. Oh, it drives me crazy. Oh, yes, it's Woman's Night. <laughs> and the feeling's right. right. Hey, come on down for Woman's Night. We'd never want... No men can hit on you and prices are equal. All right, <laughs> ladies. Never a special for the women because they've got jobs that pay the same as us. Don't take advantage of it. Original V night. You yeah, have to yeah, have your yeah, own. Yeah. Assigned woman at birth. There you go. That's it. Woman. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Kenny Rogers, woman. Oh. I'm your knight in shining armor, and I respect you. <laughs> it just ruins the song. Let me come over to your home and just say hi. I don't want to have sex with you, because this exists now. <laughs> Men have made women better again. This is who Kenny's singing about now. You think this dude's going to get mad when you call him a lady? He's going to celebrate it. Fooled another one. I got this lady over here. Don't you call me a lady. Look, Tim. How dare you? So, yeah, if you're feeling like your heritage isn't being represented by your emoji thumb, 
The problem is you haven't developed a personality to be a normal human being and your emoji thumb represents you in any way, shape, or form at all where you can be upset about things like this. The other thing about uh, that's going crazy, which I find hysterical, the Miami Dolphins hired a new coach. And everybody keeps saying, right, right, everybody keeps saying, oh, there's only one black head coach in the NFL. And this guy kind of raises his hand. He goes, I'm black. You look at this dude. You'd never see a black guy at all. He looks like Mark Tressman. Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels. He looks as white as he, but he's got, he's uh, 50%. He's, uh, uh, I don't know if his mom or his dad was black, but one of them was. And he's like, I'm, yeah, as he's black, I'm as black as it gets. You showed me the picture. I'm like, that's Elvis Costello's oh, that's son. That's exactly right. Brady said it looked like Elvis Costello's kid. If you look at him, you're like, he's black? But he's like, I'm black. I don't know why everybody keeps saying we haven't hired a black. No, 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 no. And everybody's like, we want, we want, can't have you represent the black people. And they're like one of them, you know, the black thumb, the emoji, the, you know, the. What do you think, Brett? That's a black guy. He looks like an IT guy. Yeah, he's, yeah. I wouldn't even hire him as a football no. coach because he looks kind of nerdy. So that's a black dude, and everybody's mad because he's not black enough. So now you have to hire if you're a if you're an NFL team. It's like we did hire a black guy. Oh, that's not a black guy. We want one of those. You know how do you say? Uh, <laughs> you know, it's we Sudanese need something ones. darker. We want one of those ones you can't see at night. Lovey Smith style. <laughs> yeah, that was real Lovey Smith. And Lovey did the decency of yeah. growing that glow in the dark beard for us, so we can see him coming at the you know in the morning. So this, this this coach of the Dolphins was an assistant in San Francisco, and now he's down in Miami, and he's given his press conference. Nobody knew. So how black is he? Half. Is he like, okay, so it's 50%. Yeah. He's half. He doesn't look like it. I no. mean, but, but that's the problem right. with this is you keep saying you want race not involved and everything. This dude is qualified for the job. He's qualified ethnically to get past all and the he things. he checks your boxes. He checks every box except, except one. Except the color. Visually, he doesn't look black enough. So now it's about uh, the perception Not the look. of a black guy. I want somebody up there that looks like nighttime. <laughs> if we're watching game film, yeah. I only want to see teeth. Yeah. In the I want to see him whatever. smiling and blinking. <laughs> That's the only acceptable black hire. And this guy's like, I'm black. I'm like, shut up, Whitey. That's enough out of you. And because it's uh, such ass, a popular crack search yeah. right now, the second search for Mike McDaniel is his parents. Because they don't believe it. He's Rachel Dolezal. Let's see his parents. There's his mom. There you go. Mom's white as can be. Oh, yeah. Where's dad? Well, there you go. <laughs> now, I've asked the question that's going to get me in trouble. He identifies. Mom's white. Where's his dad, I said, and now I'm in trouble. So, yeah, that's the funny part of this whole equality, racism, all this other stuff. And then you start getting into the underbelly of what nobody wants it's to talk about. Dad. <laughs> yeah, went down the whole yeah. page. You had to ask. Yeah, I know. Where's dad? And we can't find him. Oh, is that him? Well, we're also, in fairness, having Toledo search. So, I mean, <laughs> good chance we're not going to find Dad. What are the terms? How do you spell Dad? <laughs> <laughs> it's not D-I-C-K. You're doing it. Ah, damn it. <laughs> but now we get into the real things. If everybody wants to be logical and, and, and real, and you want to get into the world of real, there's a problem in the community of black people on shades of that color. Brady said he has a friend who was a light-skinned black guy, and in his fraternity, his nickname was Casper. Yep. There is a there is that, too. So he's not black enough to fulfill the needs of a black coach, even though he's black. They'll give each other a hard time on that. Right. They want Mike Tomlin black. They want Shaka Zulu standing on the sideline to be like the NFL's move. And this poor guy's like, I'm a black guy. Quit saying there aren't any black head coaches. Not you. We need somebody that you you don't pass. And that's the most racist thing you can say to this guy is, uh-uh. 
No, you're not. You're playing. So they want like Samuel Jackson dressed up as yeah. Jules from Pulp Fiction, yeah. or what? Yeah. They want Jerry Curl. <laughs> they want they want the stereotype, which is the opposite of what we're trying to achieve. It's crazy. But when you Google search the the Dolphins' new coach and then find out that he's half black, whoa! It th- it throws a wrench into the whole Rooney rule. Did the, and now they're saying the Dolphins... <laughs> because people first saw the... Ooh, they're going to get in trouble well, for they, this They one. said that the Dolphins were getting away with it. Yeah. That, in the article, it said, well, the Dolphins got away with the Rooney rule by interviewing and uh, by firing a black coach and hiring this guy. They got away with... Like, is that all it is? Is that they just... Whew, uh, we don't want anybody to have a black-looking coach, but we did our job and we hired one that's half. Like, was like, are you kidding me? One of his parents is black. We hit <laughs> the jackpot we, here, guys. You got to hire him. Complete accident. I didn't. I didn't hire him <laughs> I on no his idea. merits. I didn't hire him on his merits or values as a coach at all. I just saw Elvis Costello's kid, and I thought, hire that guy. That's what we do. That GM got a bonus. Yeah, <laughs> I love hiring them whites. I don't. Even, do you ever? Do you even know what football? I've seen a few games. You're hired as the head coach, Whitey. Get in here. That's what we do as white people, <laughs> especially in sports. Do you think white people are that dumb in sports? Maybe the old, old ones, but like me, you make me the GM of a team. Uh, I, I was the one who said it first. If you're going to do anything by color, you draft DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic because you always take a DeAndre over a Luka in every basketball scenario there is. The analytics pan out 97% of the time. This is a close call. That Luka turns out to be pretty goddamn good. I'd still, even knowing what I know, DeAndre, a seven-foot DeAndre, over a 19-year-old white kid from somewhere in Europe named Luca. Seven-footer. I don't care. He, he's white. He's still standing on the sidelines no, no, in your pickup you game. The- Seven-foot black guy who has to get out of a wheelchair is my first pick on the playground. I'll take the black guy in the wheelchair. You've been burned by that before, though. Top, and you will be burned every once in a while. Your racism will play games with you, but you most of the time. If you're a white GM who only hires white people... Your team's called last place. That's every time, always. You're the Washington Generals. You you are. (laughs) Exactly. The Generals were funny because they were all white guys just getting trounced by the Globetrotters. The Globetrotters have a a midget now. Do they really? Yeah, it's pretty great. They got a couple of girls, but the midget's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, come on. You can't... Now he's not black enough? Stop. We have to stop this. That's what... That's the racism... Of doing a full 180. It's going the other way now, saying, well, you didn't hire a black enough coach. The guy's like, I am black. And now what? He's not good enough black? Maybe he's not a good coach. Maybe he's a bad hire. It doesn't matter what color he is. Plenty of white coaches suck. Ask the New York Jets and New York Giants how many white guys they wish they hadn't hired. We got to stop this. Your emoji thumb doesn't represent you. If you're half black, you're black. It counts. But shades of darkness now? They have to have some sort of Pittsburgh paints thing in a, a GM's yeah. office and like a... A palette. We need a right color palette. Stand okay. over there. <laughs> we would hire you, but you're too mocha. We feel the pressure's going to come down on us Are you seeing heavy. it? No, I see a little more gray. I'm gonna, Are you yeah. sure you're half black? Because what I'm seeing is about 38%. That's not going to be enough for us. I'm sorry. <laughs> and whatever the name of the paint color, yeah. they put it on there. Have you ever, like... Like, I want someone from Ghana to coach the Dolphins. <laughs> that way we just get the heat off of it. That's what someone should do. The, like the Texans should just fly over and grab someone from Ghana and see you're the head coach of the Texans. Just Jan- see what the NFL Network does backflips over that. Janny should come back and get a job. Janny, oh Janny do God. it in a heartbeat. I want to coach that team. 
Into, he'd be good. He knows the game. I don't know if he knows plays or anything, but he knows the game. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Figurehead. Uh, coordinator. Offensive coordinator. Yeah. Organize the uh, activities. But it's just a joke. That poor dude, I watched him yesterday and read an article about it, and they're like, the Dolphins got away with this one. And I'm like, how racist? That's the most racist thing that's happened in this entire hiring process lawsuit with Brian Flores, all the stuff, is that you told the guy who's half black, that's not enough. You're not black enough. Your white mom. And the guy who wrote the article is married to a white woman, and he's got a blonde daughter with blue eyes. And he goes, and I have to remind her she's black all the time. Like half of her. And I'm guessing because of, you know, college deals that he's inevitably going to want to take care of. I would do that, too. Shouldn't Mike McDaniel just drop his pants, John, and just go, hey. <laughs> Show us your big half schlong. <laughs> you guys don't think I'm black? Watch this, man, because guess what? Oh, my God, he is black. Get him away from the women. Where are all the white women we at? We have to fire you now. <laughs> yeah. We have to let you go. You exposed your gigantic black genitalia. Now we see where your half-black lives. Anyway, we've lost our minds. Everything's just gone haywire. Can't watch the Olympics because uh, they told me that saying ladies skating is uh, derogatory towards every woman that's ever walked the planet Earth. And I've never known one that said, you know, I can't believe you called me a lady. I've been by ladies' room. Do we have ladies written on our doors or women? I think we have women. I think, I think we have women. women and men. Okay, good. Yeah. That makes us ahead of the curve as far as... And I never want to meet someone. That's upset at that. I never want to... You reveal yourself as a person that is just unworthy of friends. If you're so uptight, you see the word ladies and your day can't continue. Well, we have to get rid of the figurine, you know, like the sketch where the men's in the suit and the woman's symbol is in a dress. dress. Yeah, because yeah, it's a gender-specific clothing. And she's also fairly curvy. We should probably get a big fat blob lady. Get a Lizzo, well, what are we supposed to get do? Get a Lizzo out, or, uh, outline. Yeah, but no. how do we know it's a woman? Then, then you'll just then you'll have zoo animals going into that bathroom because she's a giant hippo. She's disgusting. Paul Marshall won't know which one. Yeah, to Paul go Marshall will just be like, oh, there's a there's a silhouette of me, and then there's a guy I'm in a suit. Confused. Which one? I think I can use both of these. John, my brother and I have the same mom, but obviously different dads. Sorry, Toledo. <laughs> so many dads. Because because my brother's biracial. We called him Oreo throughout high school. Yeah. He didn't care. Of course he didn't care because he's got a personality. He's not yeah. uptight. He's not an a-hole. The only people that are making themselves known nowadays are so uptight. We need to start telling these uptight people, you go get a personality and shut the f- up, lady. Don't you call me lady. See, you're just revealing yourself as someone no one wants to be around. Lady skating is not offensive to anyone. And if it is, you're a problem. Get over it. The International Skating Committee drug their feet changing this one because they were right. It wasn't a it wasn't a thing that you need to worry about. I hope it goes further and all these songs that I was joking about have to be you can't play them now. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kenny Rogers Lady. Uh, it's, it's like saying the N-word to Woman, <laughs> put your head on my show. What song is that? Uh Sticks. Oh Isn't Lady. Yeah. Lady of the Wait, you're really going down an avenue. Man. Nobody even these are songs no one's plays anymore. He's been spinning for the last half hour. He's been oh, waiting Toledo to throw his Lady Sticks song. Oh, I had the Commodores. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meeting in the ladies' room. Meeting yeah, in the women's room. Not gender specific or anything. <laughs> and you know what? Screw it. Too uptight. Give me one of these. Oh yeah, I'll take this one all day long. This is what, that's it. I wonder. This is what the ladies should be saying. 
Thank you. Kim Petras. Former man just saying, ladies, this is what they want to hear. And we do. It's annoying. Now, there'll be some ladies at our Super Bowl party on Sunday. Double enforced chairs and stuff. Kim Petras coming? Oh, there'll be some coconuts. You're sticking to that, ladies? Even huh? after this? I'm not, I, it's not a derogatory term. I'm not going to allow it to man. be. It's not. I don't know, dude. Ladies, ladies, <laughs> ladies. Know, dude. I don't know, dude. I got a bad feeling on this. Solid argument, Eric. But I don't think it <laughs> I don't think it counts here. I don't know, dude. It's just not that strong a rhetoric. <laughs> I don't know, dude. All right. Well, then just continue walking the earth not knowing. Come on, bro. Yeah. Uh, the Super Bowl party we're having. Up there at CB Live on Sunday. Very excited about that. Uh, celebrity guests may be popping in. I just thought I'd let you know that. Got a couple people that... So Frank's uh, free? No, Frank's not. Frank doesn't <laughs> leave the house. No, a couple people I was shocked said they may be popping in. Maybe not, too, so I don't want to throw it out there. But Pretty good names, too. I'll tell you right now. Not comedians. I got a, got a little connection. Athletes. Maybe, you know, a little pro-am going on out there. Slide a little cash on the table. Saying Diana Taurasi may or may not be part of our Now, that's a woman I'd like that to. That is a woman. Dude, bro. Woman <laughs> of the NBA. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, uh, so that'll happen on Sunday. We got the Bengals and the Rams, of course. It's uh, just a couple days away. It's Super Bowl week. Uh, starts to get into its conclusion. That Valentine's Day weekend and Super Bowl together. Oh, the you can just you have can it eat. that day. Yeah, you can just do it all there. We'll have heart-shaped, heart-shaped skyline uh, chili skitty bowls that are going to be <laughs> so good. How many ladies are going to try and throw a wrench in Sunday's game because tomorrow's our day? I don't think any. I think they Not know better. Me, I yeah, think they know, know they lose to this one. That this is, but in a few years, if Valentine's and Super Bowl land oh, on the same day, the Saturday, you brought will be it big. up. What you brought it up at the beginning. Oh of the yeah, this is this is definitely a clash of like you see it four years. It'll be four years from now. I think four or five years, where if they keep this current schedule, the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day will land on the same day. And uh, there's going to be some upset ladies that don't understand football being so important to a man and realizing that it trumps Valentine's Day. It's bigger than Valentine's Day. You're not... Yeah. You're going to try... And they'll have that woman will be like, I... That wants to make Valentine's Day more than... Like, you pay attention to me. You show me football means less than I mean to you. And ladies... I mean women. You've got friends that are I, like that. Oh, I've had a couple. Yeah. I hate to break it to you. Football does not mean less than you. If you want to throw the ultimatum out, it's me or football. I just, Nine out of ten guys would be like, this lady's nuts. I'm out. I have two friends that caved to it. Both divorced from that very same woman. Gave up all their football stuff. Stopped watching because she's like, weekends are for me. It's silly. Your love for the Steeler team is silly and stupid. And uh, he wasn't allowed to come over to the games anymore. She came to a couple and was like, this is ridiculous. All you do is drink and act like it. What do you mean? Have fun? You're trying to stop him from having fun? And I remember she stopped liking me because I said that. And moving away. Because right. I was right. And then she would plan weekends. Especially and then when, the, God forbid, the Steelers had a Thursday or Monday night game. She'd have a dinner plan. Like, she made sure he had to make a choice between the Steelers and her. And he started to choose her because the backlash was awful. And then he ended up marrying her. They're divorced now. Well, according to the most recent poll on holidays, Valentine's Day is uh, the least popular. For everybody, I'll agree with that. But don't screw it up. Don't screw it up, though. That's that is exactly. very the true. Person that it's important to. Yeah. Because you can say it's, but ignore it. Try ignoring it. 
Even if your girlfriend says, like, it doesn't matter to me. And you, and after a, after you're married for a while, it doesn't. But you still have to acknowledge it as a guy. I'm sure you even nope. with Medea not no, not she, doing she, anything. She hates it. But you still say something. No, no, no. She, she hates it. Really? Yeah, she doesn't like it. I bet you if you got I'm her flowers, right she's like, oh my god, that's so sweet. No, no. She's she's basically like, why would you buy me? Why don't you buy me flowers a different day? Why do you have to spe- specify? Well, now she's getting an attitude yeah. about yeah. it. And that's I'm like, a solid there you argument too. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, why aren't you buying her flowers at your? Why would I? <laughs> you can buy me any flowers. That's my that's my job moment. Yeah. Yeah. Why would I? Listen, She's the breadwinner. I should be swimming woman. in gifts. I should be the one swimming in gifts. She should be buying me flowers. Yeah. All so, I do for that honey hole. That's right. She should be growing flowers out of it and handing them to me like a magician. <laughs> if Valentine's Day is uh, in order, the, a slip uh, up holiday. Holidays. The trap. The favorite to the least favorite. Christmas, Thanksgiving, Mother's Day, 4th of July, New Year's, Halloween, Father's Day, Memorial Day, Labor Day, then Valentine's Dad's Day. Dads always get screwed. Mother's Day is yeah. third? Where's Columbus Day? Labor Day beats ha! Valentine's Indigenous Day. Indigenous People's Day, Brett. <laughs> yeah, where is Columbus Day? <laughs> Brett makes it. Where's Martin Luther King Day? Racists. Down there hiring a half-white coach. <laughs> Miami, for crying out loud. Where's the Cubans? Yeah, anyway. Well, Valentine's Day is a slip-up day, though. Every, everybody always says, oh, I don't care, I don't care. I always see that as like, just test that. Test those waters for a little while, because if you just said, ignore was... it, a lot of girls will still be upset, even though they say that doesn't matter to them. If you act like, okay, they're still kind of like, hmm, wanted you to at least say something. I don't care. They like it. Valentine's Day has always been kind of a wash for me. Yeah. That was 43%, which was the highest of least popular. That means 57%. <laughs> My one friend had a girlfriend who... Demanded Valentine's Day was a big deal. A massive Move on. Deal. Move on. Here's the story about that, though. If, if you screwed up her birthday, New Year's Eve or Valentine's Day, it was hell to pay for a long time. Like, this was a big deal. Uh, and it turns out that the other guy she was engaged to at the exact same time was doing really good on Valentine's Day, too. She was living this weird double life where she would actually have to switch rings depending on whose house she was at. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what how she pulled that. Yeah, I don't know how she pulled that off. But evidently, magic. But that's what you watch for: is the Looney Tunes who make Valentine's too big a deal. That's who I equate it to. Because she made it a big deal. It was a big deal. And I don't know how she pulled off the doubles on the Valentine's Day because she had two rings and two different people to deal with, and she said it's only one day. Yeah, she would switch rings. Take this one off and put the other guy right now. And put his ring on. She got engaged two different dudes. At once, so she just took the the better one for her. Then, or what, did she wind up marrying either one of them? Yeah, it's a crazy story, a great one. But the red flags were Hallmark holiday was way too important. It's nice, little fine, have some dinner, yeah, and maybe be fun with it, sure. good for you, goof on it. But when it becomes a you know live or die situation, you better run away because the other guy she's almost married to, he's evidently in. So it's a competition you don't even know you're in. That's nuts. But happy Valentine's Day. And it's still, you know, be nice to people. That's all it is. It's a reminder that you should probably be doing this more often. And for guys, too. If that's the only day you get a BJ or that's a special day, don't celebrate it. Tell her, nah, not interested in your your honey hole once a year program. You don't have to work. Today, yeah. yeah, I'm giving I'm giving you Valentine's <laughs> Day off, but it's the day we do it. Nah, I'm not interested. We should be doing it a lot more. Yeah. 
we should be doing this because you want to do it. Yeah. We should be doing this not because you're forced in by a holiday birthday or this. We tried with that whole steak and BJ day thing. No. That didn't take. That's terrorist negotiation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's negotiating with a terrorist thing. We'll give you an extra day if you just, you know, You're going it. for that extra one because it was only the Valentine's and birthdays just not cutting it. Yeah. A good normal girl Valentine's wants to do and that. birthdays? Wow. Right. Yeah. A normal woman Easy wants, Father O'Brien. Yeah, they want <laughs> like a father. A normal girl wants to do that with you. A normal girl like a father? Wants yeah, yeah, like the way a priest wants a little boy. Oh, they have that desire. Nice. They have it inside of them. And they want you that way. A normal wife, a normal girlfriend, a normal wants you that way. If you gotta talk them into Valentine's Day and birthdays, just get out. Get yourself one of these deals over here. Oh yeah. Because I guarantee you, every day is Valentine's yeah, Day. You are not dealing with holidays and birthdays <laughs> with this one. Oh, a week into that, he's like, man, I can't keep I up. I can't keep up with this dude. <laughs> Get the sex drive of a man. No, dude. My, uh, my, my boyfriend, I guess I'll say, named his Mary-Kate and Ashley. I want to tell a story about Shane Orlando, but I have to ask him first because it has something to do with a man with boobs. <laughs> he told me yesterday, and I'm like, "Can I? I need to talk about this." Please don't tell that on the air. I'd like it if you didn't. I'm like, no, Shane, I got to tell this one. No, I, uh, uh-uh. about a guy who had breast reduction surgery because they were too sexy. He was having trouble in mirrors. <laughs> he had gynomastia. Yeah. And it was sloping up nice. And he's like, these are beautiful. I got to get rid of them. <laughs> the banana so nice. <laughs> don't tell that story. Please don't say it. Oh, no. But he was making fun of me because of my crutch yesterday. So Shane Orlando's arms are canned hams. Did you see him yesterday? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, it's just genetic. He sees pictures of me when I'm nine. I've got huge arms. It's just who I am. This guy's... You'd never guess it by listening to the commercials. Shane Orlando is massive. Like, yoked. I saw him getting out of that Prius yesterday when he got here. And I'm like, yeah. Prius? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, the Prius just went, oh, don't thank God. Don't talk about that. Oh, <laughs> thank God. Don't talk about that. Don't talk about that on the air either. It says Orlando all over the side. Uh, it, doesn't so it doesn't mean that I meant it. It's not secret. <laughs> and they're thinking of that dude's cans. Anyway. Keep it up, ladies. Keep telling us that we screwed up again. Constantly remind us. And we'll just get one of these shallow half-bottoms and we'll knock those loose. <laughs> we'll talk some tiny guy into making the swap and fool all of our friends. Or we'll just have Shane Orlando tell us more about that guy that got it done. And Finally, I can hear two buku. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Our dreams will come true. To wait for... There's And I feel bad because I do have one friend who's like, Valentine's Day is like a special day. So I get... Three times a year. She's not interested, man. And they have Move a... They have a, Well, he can't. They still love each other, and they still have they? that. If but it yes. works for him. Right. Okay. It's, but he's... But does it? If you have to look exactly. forward to those three I, days? I, yeah. I think in this particular case with the conversations we have, he's making it work. Yeah, but he's making he it. He doesn't want it. Yeah, she does. He doesn't. But he likes her... More than just Enough. the sex that it's like, but it's still something that like when she's when Valentine's Day rolls up, he's like, I gotta make this one count because he's gonna get some. It's like a prisoner; he gets released every year. He gets some conjugal visit, and then 
He shuts it down again because his birthday's in like August. I gave it to <laughs> oh, you. Man. Well, it's like a six month program. I'm not sure they're religious, so I don't think Christmas requires any. But yeah, she does it and it's over. And I don't know. She just did. You should want it. You should want it the same Kim Petrus wants it. Kim Petrus or a priest wanting a small boy. That's the desire. I, I want to feel like a small boy and you're a priest with your desire. I want to be like, God, I should run. This is scary how much this thing wants me. Put the black dress on and chase me around the schoolyard, just like a priest would. That will make me feel better. But if you have to, with the forbidden fruit syndrome, yeah, you kind of have to pretend you like it or force yourself to want to do it. Just tell the guy, I don't want this. This is not for me. And let him go. He's got to pay you either way, so it doesn't doesn't really matter. Your your bills are covered. I just want to be in love. Well, all right. Valentine's Day, you get a special present. Okay. Is that special? When it's just miserable for six months in between. You're going to watch football? You're goddamn right I'm going to watch football. Why do you even ask? What else are we going to do? You want me to pay for another dinner? Sure. You got it. Let me go fire up another dinner for you so I can't get any rewards. So it's a rewards program? You're the one who made a rewards program. You're the one who's supposed to want it. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody, especially the guy in his car crying right now, realizing that's my life. That's his life. And that in four days, his special little treat. And then it's over again for months on it. Uh, it's 7.26. What do you got on the big board of musical treats, Brett? Man, that's miserable. I know. I can't imagine that life uh, being no looking forward to once every Oh, uh, terrible. All right. The Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. Weather was beautiful yesterday. Hit the hit the South Mountain out there with Josh. Did you go? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bastards. He beat the hell out of me, too. Which which one do you remember? Uh, we went Mormon? to East West Loop. Oh, those. So those. Around, the, around the mountain, so you can see Mormon? all the freeways and stuff. It ends over by Mormon. Or National. I think it ends by Mormon, okay. actually. I think. Right? There's so many tracks up there. That was just it. He's like, oh, we'll go this way. You know, yeah. so. But uh, want to get that bike on, you can do it now. Hit them up. They got all the all the major brands, Santa Cruz, Pivot, Kona, you name it, they got it. If uh, if you got your own bike in the garage just gathering dust, they will get it tuned up and ready to roll and hit the trail. So actionrideshop.com as well as Facebook and Instagram and all the other fun stuff. And got a bunch of stuff on the list here. Ghost, uh, Van Halen. Van Halen 1's 44 years old today. Wow. Is what? Van Halen 1 is 44 years old today. Ugh. Yeah. Is that? It came out this it's day nearly 44 half years ago. a century yeah. of Van Halen 1? Yep. Oh, my God. So let's do John math on that because this is what my brain always does. This came out in 78. So in 78, 44 years earlier than that was 1934. Would that song yeah. hold up in 1978? Whatever a no. great album in 1934 was, would that hold up 50 years later? No possible way. Think about that. Think about that. that when my Charlie Chaplin one. did an album in that. I don't know if Charlie Chaplin did albums. He was a silent movie star. No, he did. He performed. <laughs> he did some stuff. When? He made <laughs> this guy. Now he's got to do some digging because he's, he's made a claim he can't back up you without the internet. You know this record. He's made a claim he can't back up without the internet. So everybody pause for Charlie Chaplin's big hit. Hey, shh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's talking, it's called. Yeah, the little tramp was a silent movie star. Did he do some... Say- oh, he had those songs he wrote, Smile. Michael Jackson made everybody know that one. But I don't think anybody ever I heard I could name a chap. Yeah. I'm on <laughs> pins and needles. <laughs> but that, I think that was even before 34. Dad was one. Yeah. When 44 years prior to... Your dad yeah. was 45 when Van Halen 1 came out. Yeah. And it's still relevant. We got to do Ain't Talking About Love. All right. 
because the song skip is all the rest of so them. great good. song. That whole album, top to bottom, yeah. that's one you don't skip around on. It's just just play it through. No. It's it's b- glorious. Yep. It's uh, yeah, and it's my in, brother was in the, the proper uh, order. You don't mm-hmm. shuffle. Introduce that one to me. It's because yeah. it's a perfect rock album. Prior to Back in Black, that might be the perfect rock album. The first Van Halen. Oh yeah. I mean, you got a couple Led Zeppelins in there that you're like, whoa, this is R four in that time for me when VH one and two and Cars one and two were pounded like crazy. Oh yeah. Yeah, Cars albums were good too. And Cars came up like 79, 78, 79. Right around, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, about the same time, yeah. Because they lost Best New Artist to um, Starland Vocal Man. That's right. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. The Afternoon Delight people beat the car. That was the OG uh, Jethro Hull uh, Metallica yeah, it really kind of was. It was like, what? <laughs> Who just beat him? But at the time, everybody's like, Afternoon Delight's a pretty great song. Ugh. These kids have a future. But the Cars lost to Starland Vocal Band for Best New Artist. I think it was 79. The Cars were pretty great. I was a big Cars fan, too. But ain't talking about love. I mean, you can't, you can't imagine a song forty-five years from today having this impact. If I play, if, if there's people out there right now who are like twenty-two and have never heard this, this is a great song. Oh, 100%. right now doesn't need to be touched. Doesn't need to be updated. No, nothing. And I'm like, does eruption go into that? No, it goes into you really got me. Yeah. You really got me. Yeah, but ain't talking about love. It's just so great. Uh, Van Halen one and top to bottom, mm-hmm. like just atomic punk. And uh, Jesus, I mean that whole thing. little dreamer, little ice cream man, dreamer. ice cream man's the closer. On fire, on, 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 on fire is the closer. Oh, yeah. that is the drum. Oh, everything about it. Forty four. Wow, wow, wow. That's a punch in the old nuts, Brett. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that one. <laughs> Thanks to Action <laughs> Ride Shop for sponsoring that liver spot mess. <laughs> yeah. Always wear your helmet when you're riding with Josh. Always. Oh, you, have been. you given any tips on how to ride and stuff? A little bit. A little yeah. bit, yeah. That's, yeah. I rode with those guys from Pivot once a long, long time ago. The guy's like, you know what you're doing, but you could work on this, this, and this. And right. they gave me little subtle tips. Josh has that, too. Josh same, same thing. He's yeah. like, just follow my wheel. And I'm, That's he's, it. Follow yeah. the wheel in front yep. of you and do what they do. And you'll all of a sudden, you'll be like, did we just climb what I think we right. climbed? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty great. And they do that up there at Action, right? They have, like, rides you can go on with them. Once you, yeah, once you've been hanging out with them yeah. for a minute, yeah, they because they ride pretty much. One of them is riding every day, yeah. So it doesn't matter. Right. Lance, Josh, Ryan. Well, this is a great riding song, great workouts, great everything else. Van Halen is forty-four today. Holy Christ, I hate you, Brett! <laughs> what was out in nineteen thirty-four? Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, well, that was, of course, yes. smile when you <laughs> smile. Toledo still has nothing in popular things from 1934. That'd be my my grandpa would be jamming some tunes. Oh yeah, like just had a kid. Sexy Inkspot with Red Red Bar. Paul Whiteman, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, Duke Ellington, Cocktails for Two. These are the okay. massive hits. Number five in, uh, uh, in 1934, Duke Ellington. That's pretty good. Big name. Did that hold up? Were there any stations playing Duke Ellington in 78? Like, running it as a gold? Like, it's a big boy? I don't think so. Is this it? Oh, yeah, it holds up. Not when, not when FM radio rolled out. <laughs> right, that was over. Right now, right now. Yeah, this stuff doesn't hold up. It's amazing the difference between the inception of recorded music. 
to the 70s and then the explosion of that. Yeah, exactly. I said, Mary Kate and Ashley. Doesn't work, but this one sure does. And we're talking 44 years since this came out. Still great. Ain't talking about love. It's your wake up song. It's 98 KUPD. Go get them, boys. Happy birthday. Pearl Jam right there. It's even flow, and it's time for Brady to give you all the news only Brady knows. Call that the Brady Report. Before we get to that, going back to, uh, you know, the race within the race with the hiring of uh, the Dolphins head coach who isn't is a black coach, but nobody will acknowledge that he's a black coach. They still want the narrative to be there are no black coaches in the NFL outside of Mike Tomlin, and now maybe Lovey Smith is there too. But this guy, they're not counting him as black because he looks too white. This guy, uh, this is a great, a great email. Bert, you're going to love this one. Oh, no. Uh, Kadeem Cadet is his name. And he says, John, it just doesn't stop there. I was a disgrace to my black race because I got good grades and didn't sag my pants. Just because you ain't a thug or a single mom, you're not black enough. I got, Brett, brace yourself. Yeah, Brett, you got to hold on. For I got passed over for a KFC scholarship. <laughs> I kid you not. How did that happen? <laughs> I need Not more. Well, there's Kadeem. a lot of people going for that scholarship. Kadeem, I need more. We need more. <laughs> and is that only in black neighborhoods? Because I've never been to the KFC and seen the sign up for the scholarship. The scholarship. <laughs> yeah. We're... Seems yeah, like that's discriminatory. Where's yeah. and do you want that as a black guy? I got in here on the merits of my KFC visits. <laughs> I'm not telling anybody I got a KFC scholarship. What other scholarships? They'll be all over you. Roscoe's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Roscoe's. <laughs> my chicken and waffles and Popeyes. I was going to school on one of those uh, delicious treats. Kadeem, that's a great email. But it's true. we got to stop this whole race within the race within the race. He's black, but he's not black enough. The head coach of the Dolphins, we need him to you know, get in the sun a little bit. Show us the truth. Stop it. Stop all of it. Live like me. I don't hate anybody because of the color of their skin. I hate everybody. Period. You made the list. You until made the list. they prove me wrong. There it is. I think everyone's an asshole until they prove me wrong. I don't care what color you are. And you should feel the same about me. KSC Colonel Scholarship Program. That's one if I was a black guy I'd try to avoid just oh. because the teasing. How much is it? No way. Uh, scholarship yeah, award no value problems. five grand per year. No. That's five grand me. a year? That's me, Brad. I know you like getting free money from any food place, but... <laughs> you're a black guy and you've got the kfc scholarship and you tell anybody you know every job interview you've got you're like i'll be right back i gotta go show this to some people <laughs> so the guy in there kadeem look how he got to school he's a kfc scholarship winner of course he is all right let's keep straight faces and go back and interview him. <laughs> oh my god i've been in that area. oh my god if brett was there <laughs> so he went to school on the uh, oh <laughs> kfc scholarship i'll be right back <laughs> The door just closes behind Brad. No! <laughs> Come He got the Chef Boyardee yeah. scholarship. It's like me going on a Hellman's mayonnaise scholarship. Yeah. People are going to tease. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you, Kadeem. That's a great interview. Or a great email. Uh, it's time now for Brady to give you all the news that only Brady knows. It's brought to you by Hooters and Bud Light this Saturday at Hooters. Everybody's talking about Sunday, but Saturday, Hooters and Mesa... Is doing a great thing for a great cause. Crisis 22 Car and Bike Show, uh, 10 to 3 o'clock. 
You can check out the bikini bike wash, the food and drink specials all over. They're going to have live music. And the proceeds go to an amazing cause, the Crisis 22 Project for Veteran Suicide Prevention. Look it up. The numbers in the Crisis 22 Project will make your jaw hit the ground. It is not something that makes anyone feel like we're doing anything right. Sit and bicker about your emoji finger color and how it's not representing your Filipino heritage or the Dolphins coach isn't black enough. Ladies skating pisses you off. This should piss you off. Crisis 22 Project for Veteran Suicide Prevention. It's a great thing they're doing. Hooters and Mesa, uh, see you out there Saturday, 10 to 3 o'clock. And thank you for doing such a nice thing, Hooters. And Bud Light. And then they bring you the Brady Report. Brady Report. Good Thursday morning to Phoenix. Hello, world. Hi. Happy National Day on Average. It's the 41st day of the year. Yeah. Which means on average that people abandon their New Year's resolutions. Oh, this is it. I thought it was earlier than this. This is Me the one. Me too. Huh? Well, that uh, dry January thing sure lasted for no one that I know. <laughs> I don't think anybody I know made it through their dry January. And I know about 10 people doing it. Nobody. It nobody. Was, it ended on a Sunday, and so by Saturday night, we made it this far. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> we made Good it this enough. far. Yeah, I, it was like a dry week, maybe, for the yeah. m- person that did the best, I think. Somebody downstairs it's said they made it 10 days. Jill. Jill, Jill, Jill made it four me. days. That's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. That's... She didn't realize it. Oh, this is alcohol? Yeah. <laughs> you mean wine counts? Oh, she knew. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Got a couple of basis fun facts. The least financially successful Harry Potter movie made approximately $90 million more than the most successful Twilight movie. Wow. The least popular Harry Potter movie was uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. That's the final one, wasn't it? No. Oh. So many. $789 million. She did all right with that. <laughs> I'd say. Too bad about her views no one, on gender. I was going to say, no wonder she's so entitled about her opinion. So what? <laughs> no, I didn't yeah, say it was a bad and, thing. And she can be entitled about gender, but also, she doesn't care what you think. I know. The guy who assassinated President Garfield in 1881 yeah. used a gun with an ivory handle because he thought it would look good in a museum. There's a French actor named Gautier or Yeah, uh, Charles J. Guiteau. Guiteau or something like that. Guiteau, I think. Yeah, something like that. It's the best assassination story of all time because he didn't really assassinate him. It's an attempted assassination of Garfield. Fired two into his back right there at a train station in Baltimore, I think. <laughs> Garfield turns around. What's this then? Takes the dude's hand. They wrestle him to the ground. And then the doctor's hands in that time and day and age, the people's hands that were, were so dirty that, oh, they dug around in his wounds. They infected him, and he died, I think, in September of that year. Oh, man. Yeah. So he didn't really die from the assassination. He died. The attempted assassination ended up giving him sepsis and all sorts of infections from him trying to fix him. He said the same thing the second time when the doctor didn't wash his hands. What's this yeah, then? What's this then? But they didn't really have, like, the, you know, disinfectant stuff, the hand stuff, like, yeah. at the ready. Then. And they're yeah, digging around in there with their dirty, early... 20th century hands just tearing into this guy. Just think about that bag of chips yesterday. I mean, all the people doing that, too. I wouldn't want anybody in this building to touch one of my wounds today. And we've got so much hand sanitizer around here. Everybody's hands are probably disease-free. Imagine back then, people with dirty fingernails walking around all day long, and they're doctors. You you couldn't wash your hands as easily. How long or how... When did they start doing, like, uh, even splashing alcohol in there? And if that even did it. I don't know when they did alcohol, but I know they, that. And then they would burn, you know, a lot of times the instruments, cauterized. a lot of times. The, um, 
I know that it was the World Fair, and I don't know if it was like 1900 or before that a little bit, when Listerine came out as the answer. Yeah. To pour it on your hands, and it was a disinfectant. It wasn't a mouthwash. It was supposed to be the thing that cleans everything. Weren't they using it for like a lot of, like even cleaning? Tons. Well, that's what it was. It yeah. was anything but your fresh breath. And then it killed germs in your mouth. But uh, Dr. Lister, Dr. Lecta. Says for thing. most people by or for most doctors by the mid 1870s, surger, surgeons had finally come around to sterilizing their hands yeah. and instruments before operating. 1870, they finally said we should sterilize these, but which but it was holding them over it fire. It wasn't widespread. Right. It was just holding them over a fire. They didn't have like yeah. stuff to do it. They just burned the old instruments and Another cleaned one, them. The idea of surgeons washing their hands is barely 150 years old. Jeez. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, they dug around in Garfield like he was a. You know, like he was roadkill and they were gutting him. Great story, though. If I ever get shot, that's what I want to say. What's this, then? What a great phrase. It'll be a tactical black one. Well, you might take the hand. You still get shot. I can still take one down. Well, if I get Baldwin, that's the unexpected. But what's this, then, is a great thing to say to the... Because if you just shot somebody and he turns and looks at you and says that, you're like, oh, Jesus, this guy's a mountain. (laughs) They uh, take the survey every year about the Super Bowl, and now it's up to... uh, 48%. 48% 48%. 48% of people think the Super Bowl should be moved to Saturday. No. no. Super Bowl Sunday. Shut up. Because they want Monday off. Yeah. Otherwise. No, no. It should always be Sunday. And you control yourself. It's called willpower. Well, didn't the Cincinnati mayor already say that if they win Monday's a the schools, holiday? Schools are already closed on Monday? I, no I matter when or that lose? was the announcement. They said no matter what, after Super Bowl, wow. Monday is off. Because, well, and for Cincinnati, that's fine because it's one day lost in the next 30 years. They're not going back over and over again. They're done. Yeah, Kentucky is jobless anyway. And you know what? The entire nation will feel nothing if Cincinnati doesn't do a lick of work for a day. No hiccup. We lost a day of productivity in Cincinnati. No hiccup in the world of commerce. No skyline, John. Yeah, exactly. Maybe somebody will actually lose a pound in that (laughs) godforsaken dump. Big news starting February 21st. Shamrock shakes will be available at McDonald's. Out of all these years, I've never had one. Okay. You've never had I've one? I've never had one, They're no. good. Mint ice cream. First one okay. rolled out in 1970. Yeah, they are good. Eight years uh, before the Van Halen. <laughs> 52-year-old shamrock shake. They're good, but... It's Is it a, a one and done? It's an awful lot to, to rest in your gut. Yeah, it's once a season. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're not going back double. Oh, all right. Yeah, you're not going to, well, some company excluded. Oh, sorry. There's going to be a <laughs> single visit, sir. And then you can take years you'll off. You'll go once a week. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, a single a, visit a week. You'll take and then a you couple. you blame it on your daughter. Uh, oh, Brady, Brady's mic's broken and his headphones are off. Yeah. <laughs> you're not, you're going to want like one every couple of years, maybe. Uh, this art museum in Russia recently hired a new security guard, and he did uh, the opposite of what uh, they hired him to do. We don't know his name, but he's around 60 years old, and he got bored on his first day working there. So he decided to pass the time by improving one of the museum's paintings. He saw a portrait called Three Figures. It um, It's just three blank faces with no facial features at all. So he took a ballpoint pen, drew eyes on them. Which is a problem because the painting was worth a million bucks. Whoa, damn! It happened in early also December. A being an asshole, painting yeah. for somebody. See, else. we've I, and I hate to break this to everybody. We just started a black fight. Winston just texted me and said, "Tell Kadeem to STFU," and he goes, "I hate that crap." Where he's basically saying, 
He had to act like a thug and getting good grades was bad. And, you know, Winston wants to kill Kadeem now. I don't like all this Jeez. black and black yeah, violence that Toledo started with that email. Jeez. But I do still think that scholarship's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. texters are giving multiple examples for Brett to bring up, which I won't no, do no, no, about no. certain farming <laughs> no, scholarships. No, 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 no. Texters can be quiet. That's why. That's why they don't have shows. They're awful people. You might remember that old um, Super Bowl ad. It aired back in 2010. Uh, it's never miss a Super Bowl club. It's about those three guys that oh, yeah. have been to every Super Bowl since um, 1967. The three surviving members are all in their 80s, and this might be their last Super Bowl. But they're going this year. Yeah. The oldest guy is 85. Says he probably won't go next year. But at least one of them plans to keep on going. But the whole group, this will probably be the final This is it. Year. They're almost finished, huh? Yeah. So the guys who have seen every single Super Bowl live is now a crew that is no longer, there's not going to be a possibility of that starting in a year or so. All of them, yeah. Yeah. Maybe one or two. Not much longer. Yep. But even still, we're within a couple of years of that whole group being gone. I got a quick wild world. So were they doing this in their 30? I guess if it was 56, so they were late 20s when they first started, right? Yeah. Is that right? I don't know. Maybe mid-20s. 67. Nah, it was mid. That's pretty impressive, those guys knocking that out like that. Imagine the dough, too. Oh. And then I wonder... Somebody's paying when for they it. started, you know, rolling it every year, yeah, would someone... Somebody... The commission step up and, and go... Well, a company would sponsor that. And... We went to the Super Bowl uh, media day that time down, and they they probably had them for interview. They parade stuff around like that, and it's brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Here's the three guys who did, or Travelocity would love to have them. Oh, they, it says okay. it here. KFC paid for the tickets. <laughs> oh, there you go. See, that's, they're big on that. <laughs> you got a lot of extra money. <laughs> they were scholarship throughout all their Super Bowls. <laughs> Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your Wild Wild World. This is pretty amazing. Uh, in Indonesia, uh, the village worked together to remove this tire that was stuck around this crocodile's neck. Not a small crocodile. This thing's huge. So the group of them got together and basically, you know, did the crocodile hunter you, you take the noose uh, or take the rope around the snout or tape, right, so the- and they cut the tire off. There's pictures of it. Yeah, um, It's been there for six years, you said? Yeah. Around the neck for six years, and the thing just kept growing. Tire got tighter. Yeah. Doesn't it kind of the same skin? Like, just leave it. Well, eventually, I think it might choke it off. Oh. I mean, this thing was definitely was eating good. It was a big croc. So it wasn't bothering the croc at all? Well, it probably was, but... Bothering people more. Yeah. So they felt like they were going to do a good deed and let this croc who was surviving just fine with a radial around its neck. They're like, you know, the village is getting crowded. We need this guy around. <laughs> Pretty identifiable. Send the kids over there to wash the clothes <laughs> over by the river. Sure. It's neat. The picture's neat, but I don't think that crocodile cared at all. That's Look how big picture. that Yeah, and Where's then the there, tire? Yeah, there's one small one. There's a picture of oh, it with a tire is. around it. Yeah. It's like a necklace. It was. It was a choker. Do they have an esophagus and all that stuff? I don't even know how those work. Could you choke it out? Like I don't think you could put it in a headlock. Yeah. Yeah, you can if you get a good little oh my crank God. on it and they pass out, they tap out. Do you they? give me crap. 
Yeah, you could choke <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Crocodile. I don't think you can. I don't think that tire even matters. If the croc is uh, biting you, that's the first... Go after their their throat. You punch them in the yeah. throat. Where is that? I don't know. <laughs> is it right underneath the mouth, the right? You know, that's the kind of a straight shot. Question. You go for their Adam's apple. Which what is? if it's a girl? <laughs> it's tough to find. Good luck. Just don't get attacked by one. Yeah. That's your wild, wild world. In uh, Seattle, a bunch of people that have uh, been driving around their Mazdas. Oh, they've been buying is, new Mazdas. This is great stuff. <laughs> the radio is stuck on the NPR station. Damn you, Fred Fesley. <laughs> Sorry. So people started complaining, and the local Mazda dealers now bring your car in, and it's under warranty. But they can't change the station at all. Yeah, it's always why. only on the NPR station. Well, I know station. why, because that liberal cuck town doesn't allow radio stations outside of NPR. Toledo knows. That's why he loves yep. it up there in Seattle. It's an NPR haven. <laughs> you get, it's just ridiculous that a guy, like in this day and age, that you can make a radio stick. I'm impressed. And it only plays. And you know what? Mazda sales through the roof. Only two or three people complained about it. Everybody else was thrilled with the idea. Oh, no options? Just NPR? This is perfect. <laughs> Do I pay extra for that? In my socialist world of Seattle, I don't want options. I want to have this preached to me. By one voice. Trip sitting there going, how do we do that how here? do we lock them down on the KDKB? <laughs> you have to get Subaru involved because it's gay. <laughs> <laughs> so the best feature about the new Outback is it only has one radio feature. 93.3 Alternative Lives. KDKB. Yeah. There's a... Uh, <laughs> new restaurant concept that's happening in the UK. It started in Australia, mm-hmm. but it's kind of poking fun at us here in the United States of one of the uh, things that we have happened, the Angry Karen. Yeah. They've been opening up uh, this one will open up in Sheffield next month called Karen's Diner. Oh, How you doing, David? Where did he come from? <laughs> wow. Computer just decided to interrupt you, Brady. Sorry about that. What? So basically, it's a novelty concept restaurant poking fun at the disgruntled middle-aged woman, Karen. Mm-hmm. So Karen's Diner uh, will have the the women there. The, the waitress will be there. Crotchety. They ask you to bring your rage and response to play along. Right. Uh, huh. The restaurant has a range of burgers on the menu. The basic Karen, the fiery Karen. Karen's got real beef. And they also have a chicken burger. Named Karen's Best Breast. Oh. Um, so this is the fourth one that's opening. This is the first in the UK. There's kind of a, you know, it's like a so it's old studio. 50s diner. Right. So it's Ed DeBevick's. It is. Where yep. the waitresses but are all Karens. The, yeah, they're all Karens. So the characters are a little less exciting. You just get a complaining lady at your table with a... Shoulder-length haircut. That's what Ed DeBevick's was. Yeah, it's all yeah, Ed DeBevick's used to be. It's the mean people from the 50s, and now it's just... Now it's standard. Right. Now it's... I don't know what's different <laughs> than just a regular restaurant. The other thing that was funny that happened in a restaurant, it was uh, Charo's Restaurant or Pizza in Philadelphia. They were running an ad, and the person that put the ad together didn't realize. I think they just basically found a picture of a espresso they put it on there where it was coffee and pizza deal 
and Ugh. the espresso, you know, the finishing foam on it. Yeah. They didn't look at it actually as a picture. And they didn't realize it, so they ran the ad. And it was basically the Barry Wood. Yeah. Figure it's on the, the one that I, uh, my yeah. friends and I that are all Barry Wood senders sent this back and forth to each other. Not knowing it was a real ad. I thought some this is a real ad from Chiaro's. Yeah. Or Chiaro's. In, yeah. Uh, and if you look close, you see, I mean, once you see it, you don't unsee it. But it's a beautiful chocolate, it double takes, chocolate it takes a while. dessert. Yeah, once you see it, though, that's all <laughs> you, you see. Go, oh, there he is! Now that I told you that, <laughs> berries in the foam. But I, we were sending. I got, I got it from somebody, and I laughed for a half hour because I didn't know what it was. Found it, and then I'd send it to my my cop buddy Ben and uh, Doug. Yeah. Those guys love it, and then they send it to their friends. Jesus up there at uh, Larry H. Miller Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Surprise. <laughs> he and I find all the berry stuff and go back and forth. He got me a great Christmas ornament of berry. I got Barry Wood paintings from J. Todd Himes, but this one is gold because it was a real ad. They just missed Chiaro's it. Chiaro's found out about it last week. Yeah, they, they, they didn't realize. It for a while. It's been in their restaurants and their windows. <laughs> it's everywhere. I thought it was just a goof that somebody made out of their ad, but it's what their ad actually was. And here's the little fun fact that I told you this morning. We've always said Barry Wood, which I think you look at Barry Wood and that pulls up if you Google it, right? Mm-hmm. But I guess his real name is Warty Joubert III. Huh. Warty Joubert. I knew Barry Wood wasn't his real name. Warty. J-O-U-B-E-R-T. W-A-R-D-Y. Warty Joubert is his real name. Is he from America? Is he a, a, a USA? Up once. And, and I remember we were... We're talking about one of the stories that he, they've been using the image for years, and he never got no, any of the money. Not a penny. Family was getting mad during the pandemic that he was everywhere. <laughs> so I think it got and he the was pandemic. everywhere. Yeah, he is. He was my laugh a day in the pandemic. So much so that I've commissioned art by real artists. The H and H Ranch has two beautiful paintings from J. Todd Himes of him. In in my bedroom at the H and H Ranch downtown for Suns games when you knock out. The Nirvana Nevermind album cover, still a classic. Well done. I got a Trump painting coming from Himes here soon that's magnificent. He's got like a three-footer hanging off of him. It's amazing. Uh, This happened in Hudson, Ohio. A discussion on uh, ice fishing was at the city council meeting. And the mayor suggested that before we allow additional shanties to be set up on the ice... I think this might lead to prostitution. Everyone's looking around. What does he know? Mayor's got inside lead knowledge. Yeah. I thought that's what it was in the first place. Nobody sits in a ice box for eight hours. Mayor Craig Schubert. Hookers aren't sitting in ice boxes out there on Are the lake. We start me? setting up more of these. Hookers show up to that. Absolutely, they're sitting ducks out there. Those guys are actually. <laughs> that's what an ice shanty is. You put a. a they sleep all day. You're getting I away from their wives. You're playing cards. Grumpy old, old men. Right, because but you know you're not playing cards. You're in there by yourself. That's what they want you to think you're playing. Well, me and the boys are going to go fishing, what and you le- set up a little you're house. You're getting a haircut, sex- a massage. Yeah, sex wow. with a prostitute. That's what all lakes in Ohio is. have ice fishing? Plenty. So when yeah. you're up in Hudson, I thought it was a Minnesota thing. No. If you're an ice fisherman, you are regularly having sex with prostitutes. <laughs> that to me is. I think you're vastly overstating the market. Ninety nine percent of guys who ice fish are doing it for the horse. You mean grumpy old men were doing that in their Garbage. shanties out there? Of course they were. 
your wife is never coming out there. Ever. It's an escape plan. Nobody, it's the most boring thing in the world. And you're like, you want to come with me? No one's going to say yes. So you just sit there and go, all right, well, this is an easy out. You hire a hooker and she comes out and gets it. That's all I thought ice fishing was. Well, I used to think that was what my dad did during hunting. Like, it doesn't seem like this is something you want to do for seven or eight days with Larry Blake. You two sitting in the woods for eight days, that's kind of gay. You're getting hookers at least, right, Dad? Oh, no, 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 no. What, what, is, what is he on to? Sorry, Mayor Schubert. Shot down. Yeah. The shanties will go on. And so will the prostitution. Mayor Schubert's right. There's no reason a man wants to sit in an ice cave for eight hours to catch a couple of fish. Oh, pulling, up fish a, pulling up a walleye. Get yourself a walleye. Get another walleye. Hire a hooker. Bang the lights out of the hooker. Take a little nap. Throw in a third walleye. Go home and tell your wife you had a good day. If I could catch some walleye and get blown at the same time, <laughs> right. that's... No, nobody's sitting out there Why, for Who wants hours. to shut that down? An antenna TV. <laughs> you're out there to get blown. You've got a side piece you're paying for in the middle of the ice. No doubt about it. There's no reason to want to do that, especially if you're young. I've got some pee-pee poo-poo news. All right. See if you can go. Hello, my friends. I'm Brady Bogan, and this is your pee-pee poo-poo news. The first quick one is uh, you're talking about President Trump. There's an article that will come out that says that they found that President Trump was clogging his toilet in the White House with shredded documents. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Is, cool. is that true, sir? You know what? We were in there a little bit. It was more shredded wheat. That was what we were doing, a lot of shredded wheat, clog up the toilets. I'm a very hard eater. You do eater. your own plumbing? Always do my own plumbing. You know, you don't hire somebody out to go take care of no your... No one clogs a Trump toilet. When you're at... If it was a Trump toilet, bread, it would have slid right down yep. in the glorious gold pipes. Well, I'm saying that's BS. There's S involved. <laughs> <laughs> the bull He shredded his documents and flushed them? Yeah. And, and people know toilet. about that? Well, that's what they're saying. They're, of course. Who's saying that? Uh, whoever Hunter. wrote the article, because they, they Hunter. Hunter Biden. <laughs> Biden. Yeah. Hunter Biden. Uh, the second story is toilets are all full of water and paper. What's going on, old Joe? You don't need to know about this. Come over here, punch it. There's a bidet company called Tushy, and they're doing a promotion. You can win ten thousand dollars the Monday after the Super Bowl. It's called the Super Super Bowl. <laughs> They'll pay someone 10000 bucks. All you have to do is post your deuce that you lay after the Super Bowl oh, on your social. What? Society. On your social? Hashtag on your, oh, yeah. Uh, Instagram, wherever. Society is over. It's over. Hashtag Tushy Super Bowl. Come on. And you could win $10,000. So pick Absolute a winner. Class. Stop laughing at it. And it's you know there's going to be douches that do it, too. <laughs> Brady was right. thinking about it until we just know. It would be douchebags. Why isn't that funny? Already, yeah, go ahead. Tushy on. website has a Valentine's Day special going on right now, John. Save an extra 14% off with code IFARTYOU at checkout. All right, Tushy. Already ordered two Keep of them. Keep it classy. Yeah. <laughs> That's your pee-pee poo-poo news. Right. Classy stuff there. Well played. Uh, got a couple of radio videos. Getting to them here. We're <laughs> <laughs> waiting on you. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, you didn't have any. Yeah, today. never mind. What the? I thought I sent him a couple. Oh. Yeah, you made me look because I was like, you How didn't do you have not any? know? Because he doesn't remember. Yeah. It's part of his routine. Sometimes I get him, you know, 
Most of the time, you get them time time during the, during the uh, but show. But you don't know yeah. if you had videos to give Toledo? I sent him so many. Oh. Mm-hmm. Had none. And you couldn't tell him? Or he, I, I understand. Well, you that's got why, one? No, well, that's why Rico I Rico sent this one, so I don't know. We'll, oh, we'll see. Uh, I'm going in kind of blind on this one. Right, Everybody yeah. keep it down, just in case. <laughs> we'll take a look at this together. Oh, this is not going to be Uh-oh. good. It's guys in jeans in a pool. One's about to do a back. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, it's a guy who stands on. I don't know on, if that's real or not, but he stands on his friend's shoulders in a pool and then jumps off of him and then kind of just cannonballs back onto his friend's oh, head. And his head. the pest This is how this is how we lost Bob Saget. <laughs> oh, this is Bob Saget's last move. Okay. Oh, play it one more time with the sound now that we know it's not. Playing in the pool, jumps up. I think he's supposed to do a backflip, and he just goes straight up, and then. Oh, that's a cracked skull. Oh. That is the worst. Skull? That, that dude can't no... walk. He'll never walk again. He will never walk again. Ugh. Holy smolians. All right. Thanks, Brett. Rico? That's hard to watch. <laughs> that's a Rico thing. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to say that. That one's hard to watch. Because that's a man's spine being going from functional to non-functional oh. in a half a second. And it's in slow motion, so... Somewhere Caleb's his asshole. Wow, yeah. Caleb's in better shape than that guy. <laughs> Caleb can at least bring a... Just a, look left and right right now yeah. and really appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Turn L- your head, your head around. left and right. Caleb, lift that Zwieback toast and put it right in your mouth and be <laughs> grateful that you can still do that with the assistance of a friend. Uh, it's 822. Wow, that one was tough to watch. Thank you, Rico. Uh, it is uh, the Brady Report, brought to you by Hooters and Bud Light. It's 98 KUPD. Metallica right there for whom the bell tolls, and uh, it's uh, Kadeem has emailed back. <laughs> failure at the KFC scholarship. Just still unbelievable. Listener of color, our LOC as I like to call him. LOC from the DOC. Uh, Kadeem says, it, uh, the reason I didn't get the scholarship is because my parents made something of themselves, and they said I didn't have the true black experience. I grew up in Gilbert. How'd you get out of that? Wow. <laughs> Uh, all the black girls thought I wasn't uh, tough enough, too. So I married a white girl taller than me with a wide booty. All black girls are jealous of her ass. And they're jealous because I'm a working man. Cha-ching, Jerome. <laughs> oh all right, Kadeem. It sounds like you're starting a, a fight within your own race. And this needs to stop. <laughs> Thanks for the great emails, though. That's pretty good. I'm sorry about the KFC scholarship. Uh, listen to this email, too. He's done all right. He's fine. Uh, This one says, John, I was actually mad at you this morning for saying we need to start complaining about, quote, the Mexican problem when we're out and about because of all the snowbirds that want to move here. Mexicans aren't a problem. We're hardworking. We're good people. Listening to you say that got under my skin. Then I had to drive by the Phoenix Open for my work. It just went past the course about an hour ago. It's a zoo. And I hate all white people now. We don't need any more of them. <laughs> As a proud Mexican man, let me say this to all of my people listening. Holmberg's plan to keep the whites out is actually brilliant, and we Mexicans need to get over the initial shock of racism and use our brown skin to keep these white Easterners out of our city. Speak with a heavy accent. Maybe draw on a teardrop for effect. <laughs> I'm there for you, Mr. Holmberg. Operation Operation Go Home Whitey or Veta y Casa Gringo. What are they? is in full effect. I can't say the word he uses. We will be full for you today, Mr. Holmberg. It just goes to show we can all get along when we have a common goal. Keep the whites out. That's all I'm saying, Mexicans. All I'm saying is 
if we constantly complain about the problem at the border as our white job with all these people up there that are thinking about moving here because it's a perfect week and then you guys start acting the part they're not going to move here more importantly the only people watching golf are white for the most part so back east all these white people sitting in their snow igloos and watching the way they can't go outside because the wind chills 140 below are looking at phoenix this week going that's a place i need to be this weather's unbelievable if we can get it back to them that the border is out of control and you guys are running around stabbing everybody like crazy they'll stay away white people will stay away in the end we have the same goal less white people coming here now i'm all for less people coming here altogether. we're full this is enough that's good we've all everybody in that's good the doors are closed so I don't want Californians coming over. I don't have a plan for that yet. They've dealt with Mexicans. They don't seem to mind. Tears don't intimidate them. Yeah, they're, 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 they're the ones who started it. I got no plan for that, but I know how to keep the golf crowd away. I'm keep one of the them. East Coast off. I understand because I'm one of them. I know what would scare me away from a town if I sat and heard all the other white people going, did you hear about Dave? He got stabbed by one of those border people again. And if I just overheard that at a restaurant in North Scottsdale this week, and I happen to be here from Buffalo... It's going to keep me from wanting to move here. All we're looking to do. Stab. I mean, he was driving his Tesla. Yeah, keep these these wasps away. We will bring up all the stories. You guys look menacing and speak with accents this week. Please. Catalytic converter talk is our job. Your job is to look like you're up to no good in the parking lot. Period. That's it. Your common goal. Keep upstate New York in upstate New York. We don't want them and their terrible ideas to come here. We don't want anyone coming here from that ravaged mess Detroit saying, well, I just can't deal with Detroit anymore. Gross point blank isn't what it used to be. And then they see us on TV and they're going to come with their ideas and their nonsense and wreck this place. We got it good right now. Keep them out. Mexicans, it's on you to be extra Mexican. That's what scares white people the most. You ever watch Fox News? That's all they talk about. Extra Mexican. That's all they talk about is how you guys are being extra Mexican. How bad is it there on the border? Terrible. Oh, it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Stay away, whitey. You have to understand my racism is based at my own people this time. But we can use racism that they have for you against them. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful idea. The one time we can all get behind racism. Exactly. Like, we use the one that scares Whitey to get Whitey to go away. It's actual... This is truly the only time reverse racism is happening. (laughs) We're reversing it on. Because otherwise, there's no such thing as reverse racism. Racism's racism. If you're white and you're being, uh, you know, held back because of your race, that's racism. There's no such thing as reverse racism. That would imply that there's one solid, powerful race. Stop it. My next-door neighbor is a Sicario. And we've just been having the toughest time. <laughs> That's what you'd have to like. If Brady and I were talking and Brett was, he's olive skin brown and he's in this one button. You have to play the part, oh, Brett. okay. All right, Stop all right, being all right, so bigoted and just be. Okay, I see. There it I is. I got you. That's who I'm talking about. And you're emptying the trash like a good one. <laughs> and Brady and I are talking with our mint juleps. And uh, and I'd say, my neighbor um, was stabbed the other day after his catalytic converter was stolen right out of his driveway. Can you believe what's going on? And the others around us will be like, oh. And then you'd be there. And it was a brown person. And they're everywhere. And then if we have that conversation in and amongst the strange whites, they're going to want to stay away. I go back to Dave Bessler, our CFO's in town. He's from Minnesota. I guarantee you he comes here with the preconceived notion of, 
The border's out of control. This place is nuts. Let's perpetuate that. Our must, little perfect town, our this perfect This is not a resort time. No. You must have really thought that when we were in Guadalupe. Please. <laughs> oh, our owner, Jenny Morris, didn't want to come to the building. She wanted to turn around. She goes, turn around. We've got to be lost. Like, no, ma'am, we are not. We're going into the building. They work here. Are we okay? They've got a gate. That worked sometimes. Well, we hired Mexicans to fix it. So, yeah, this is the time we act extra, extra Mexican if we're Mexican to keep the whites away. You hear my message, right? Please, use your brownness. I like the name of his of his mission, too. Uh, what is it again? Veta y Casa Gringo. Go home, Whitey. I love it. Thank you, Raul. Thank you. I got another email for you. This guy's wanting to solve his issues. So my girl saw a rabbit get... This is different completely. Girl saw a rabbit get run over on our street while we were out on a walk Saturday. It was kind of gruesome. Since then, for some reason, though, she's locked up. No sex. All she can see is this rabbit death. She's actually mad at me because I can still get hard and give it a try. We try. I, I rolled over the other night and said, uh, you know, when I go do the thing. She's like, what's happening? How can you even have an erection right now? All I can think about is that rabbit. You guys seem to know most everything. Uh, and as much as people hate it, your logic is on point. Please assess this one for me. I'm confused. His name's John. Was it her rabbit from Adam and Eve that she bought <laughs> on oh, oh, three oh, in the morning? Valentine's Day. The buzzer rabbit or an actual, like, jackrabbit? Well, rabbits explode when you hit them. Yeah. It is hard to look at. But she's not having sex with you since she saw that. because Therapist. Uh-uh. You call she's having an affair. She's having sex with someone she's else and looking for that? any yeah. excuse. Oh, you man. think of that? Why in the world would a rabbit dying in the middle of a walk on a street make her not want to have sex with you? <laughs> Outside of, she's getting... Is she Australian? The gutted rabbit. Now, that's just slang, Brady. That's... <laughs> how she even knows. If you are dating Australia, you would have known that. <laughs> how could you possibly... A gutted rabbit in the middle of the road. Now you want to take a look at mine. Was it you driving or me driving the golf cart that you. one exploded? You. And it still lives with me, Accident. but I could get a heart on like, oh, within so an hour bad. of that. Yeah, a rabbit ran across the golf path and then ran back, and Brady hit it with a tire, and it made like a Couldn't balloon stop. pop noise. Oh, man. Well, he, it was his fault. He was suicidal. There's no way that rabbit didn't do that on purpose. Blew up. It was the craziest sound ever, and I think both were like, oh, oh we killed oh, it. We killed it. We don't look out, back. Felt terrible. Yeah, Brady just kept driving, actually. We didn't stop. <laughs> just, just go forward with it. You'll never have sex again if you see it. But yeah, the only thing I can think of is she's looking for any excuse in the world not to touch you. The building blocks are in place for her to leave you. And she's using the rabbit as a no-sex? That doesn't make any sense. She's taking big D. You might be right there. That's That has to be it. Well, it doesn't make sense otherwise. She can't be that traumatized or she's crazy and you'd have known that kind of crazy. Maybe she doesn't want to talk or she'll lean on you and cry. Maybe she's not in the mood, but it can't be brought up that that's... How can you still be aroused after the rabbit incident? A week later, did he say? Last Saturday. Yeah. You see roadkill, and it makes you not have sex with your partner anymore? You were looking for a reason. I don't know, John. Sometimes they're just... They're that crazy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we know that, but he didn't know... That wouldn't manifest itself like that. That wouldn't just show up that day. You'd have had red flags all over. And no sex from a... Rabbit getting hit? Hey, that doesn't make sense. I would definitely start put a GPS tracker in her car and find out where she's going. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, something's going on.
Hate to break it to you, John, but something's going on there. Doesn't that doesn't add up at all? Imagine if you, you said were, that. You to were, her. You're right because there would have been something before that. That yeah, you'd have known happened, about a rabbit kind of incident. Yeah, or, there would have been a rabbit incident in the past, or some sort of mention of rabbits being precious or godly to her. I've seen jackrabbits get blown up golf courses. Brady uh, crucified one. Um, found what? a dead rabbit body at the Phoenician and put pins in its put hands. Put them on the tee box. Jesus. Just put them on the tee box? Yeah. It's horrible. I was in wow. the foursome behind Brady's. And we pulled up to the next tee box, and there was a little dead rabbit body that had been impaled through the paws and feet, and I think one through the chest with a ball on it. And he abused the corpse. What a prick. Yeah. Chuck Robinson thought I was hilarious. No, he didn't. <laughs> Nobody thought that was funny. Everybody's pretty disgusted about it. That wasn't the Truck Robinson time. No, anyway, it was That was you ahead of me. I played with Truck and you. <laughs> yeah, something's going on there, John. Thanks for the email, though. These w- weird moments. Toledo! And did you guys see the thing? Uh, now, again, I'm just trying to convince everybody to be more like me because that would make my life easier. How you can side with a... Uh, how you can side with a political party these days is beyond me. How you can get in bed with any of them is beyond me. Uh, both of them are so dumb that it makes, like, I wonder who's running anything. This is this uh, this woman, uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. is that her name? Now, she's a big right-wing super, like, she's a voice. Super, super Trump. She's a voice. She makes noise and people listen. She's got some followers. Listen to, ha- listen to her. Now, if you're going to complain about this, get it right. Go ahead, Toledo. Play what she says. Not only do we have the D.C. jail, which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police spying on members of Congress, spying on the legislative work that we do, spying on our staff, and spying Play on Americans. Play it again. Listen to what she said. Why do we have the D.C. jail, which is the D.C. gulag, but now we have Nancy Pelosi's gazpacho police. Now, do you hear that, Brady? Yeah. The gazpacho police. The delicious gazpacho. Yeah, he was just, yeah, he's <laughs> getting hungry over <laughs> yeah, there. Delicious. Yeah. Brady thinks there's police for food? Where is <laughs> She's trying to make a point that Nancy Pelosi has. The tweet says it all. Yeah, the, the Gestapo police, yeah. Nazi secret police. <laughs> the was gazpacho. The gazpacho is a vegetable-based Spanish cold soup. <laughs> Gazpacho is, is cold red soup. You know gazpacho. Yeah. You probably eat it for breakfast every day. I don't know what you do. It's probably <laughs> is cereal. It Italian gazpacho? I don't know. They. It's I know what it is. No, tomato sauce. Is. And Didn't she say goulash? The prison? Yeah, the, the goulash and the gazpacho. Yes. You cannot possibly. At least be consistent. You cannot, and it's not a misspeak. She says gazpacho. No, she yeah. she didn't. It. She yeah, she's on it. She doesn't know what the Gestapo is, which proves everything is talking points and everything yep. is choreographed. Stop being on a team. The government isn't on your side. (laughs) Stop being on a team. I thought she was ripping on Italians. (laughs) Everybody meet me in the middle. And stop being so once. And we'll get get along. And they're the problem. Once we recognize they're the issue. See how easy it was this morning for me to make Mexicans and whites get along? You find common ground. And you team up. Start acting like some lokes. Let's get these whiteys out of here. That's what everybody really wants. Gaspaccio police, and she's on TV, That's and nobody solid. corrected her. Brady, this dumb fart show, if you said Gaspaccio police, would have a field day with you for about three years. The Gaspaccio police. They come, they're going to take that Gaspaccio right off your table. That's what Pelosi wants. It'll be a cold day. Yeah. How in the world are we in the pickle we're in politically with people like this to follow? These are the ones you need to just unfollow and step away and go, I need to start making decisions on my own without watching these people. 
the gazpacho police. The Nazis are not here. They are not going to win. They are not after us. There's a lot of policies you can disagree with, but they're being run by dumb people, too. Your side's wrong. That should be a T-shirt. It should just say, your side is wrong. Where do you stand? In the middle, where normal, logical people stand. I've got a view on all sorts of stuff, and sometimes it goes right and sometimes it goes left, but I'm not following that. I'm not going to get on her team. No. If that's something people are waving flags behind, I want Details and specifics matter. They do. They do. Words kind of count. Yeah. The gazpacho police wasn't a goof. Just making Brady hungry. For a soup he wouldn't like. Man, it's that vegetables. So good. Oh no, I like a good gazpacho. Do you really? Yeah, because usually it's yeah. followed by a gigantic meal. A little spicy. Yeah, you don't eat yeah. just gazpacho. No, they, no, you don't have that for a meal. That's, that's not. That's, that's a warm-up. That is well, it's not a warm-up. It's a cold up. It's like having a nice tea. <laughs> and then you have uh, a delicious heavy based paella, usually probably follow. Good combo. Of course it is, Brady. It's the only thing I know of Spanish food. Gazpacho paella. You got it, Pope. Bring it on. Anyway, so again, just to try to get everybody on my team, let's just move to them. Let's move away from these people. They're the problem. Not us. Not your neighbor. Toledo a little bit. Not them. Cucks and the libs can get along with the lunatic Nazis on the other side. Everybody's lost their minds. Just calm down. Eat your gazpacho. The Nazis aren't coming. You heard about these gazpacho? Hey, what? These Nazis are right around the corner, and evidently they're coming for the soup this time. First it was the Jews, and now it's the soups. It's just a strange world we live in, that that is our politicians. And it's a weird thing, too, because who wants to run for anything? Irregular people want to be in charge of stuff. And so it's starting to pan out. Over the last 20 years, lunatics are the only ones who want to be in charge of things. And we're starting well, to say that. Yeah. Why would you, Why would want, you want to be part of this? So normal people are like, I don't want in on that. And, and people say money. I'm like, it can't be. I it mean, must I know be. Just, there's something else. But there has to be some American Idol to it, too. There's some notoriety and some I'm the most popular, powerful person in the world. Write a book afterwards. Yeah. You can get Beyond all Beyond the money, notoriety the internal feeling of power oh, yeah. has to make some of these nutbags like her feel all right everybody's lost their mind joe biden is an ineffective leader sorry left he's terrible kamala harris is a worse option that's why he's still there to the right marjorie taylor green is an insane person all of it is nuts find your middle live in that listen to joe rogan he knows <laughs> that's how much i've been following and that's the first time i've really heard about marjorie oh no taylor she's green. out there my friend she is out there she is Telling you all about the gazpacho cops. <laughs> Trying to scare you with it, too. Anyway. They're all bad. Nobody in the government's on your team. Nobody. Ask every inner city over the last 70 years how much the Democrats have helped them. None. Zero. They're not on your team. They just create problems and then try to fix them to be the hero. Republicans are just flat nuts. Brett's in the middle. Mm-hmm. He likes that. Brady, I don't know where you are. I think you're Gilbert. You kind of have to be on the right because that God thing gets in the way. But you're a pretty normal person. Pretty middle. And if you're not in the middle, you don't get the best of Kim Petras. Because <laughs> if you're too far right on that one, you're nuts. If you're too far left, you're just her. Being in the middle is nice. Anyway, now Gaspacho does sound pretty good. Be a nice day for it. Mexicans, Mexican up. That's all I'm asking you to do. Four days of it. That's it. Loke up. Loke up. <laughs> 
Operation Go Home Whitey is in effect. The Phoenix Open has started. Send them back. Uh, it's 8.57. We got FanDuel bets. You can do that live betting at the Phoenix Open, too. We're going to have football picks, prop bets, Super Bowl picks. You're going to be doing it all at our uh, Super Bowl party as well. Uh, we're going to go nuts on Sunday at CB Live, and I'm sure the FanDuel phones will be up and about. We'll give you our picks for this weekend. The Super Bowl is here. FanDuel coming up. All right. It's time. Before we get into all this with the Phoenix Open and all the Operation Go Home Whitey that we've got going, I really appreciate everybody getting together on this. Ryan Nez text, John, you're forgetting about us drunk Indians. How can we help? <laughs> Mexicans can be more Mexicans. Drunk Indians can be drunker Indians. I'm Navajo. I am for this. Talking Indians to getting more drunk to keep white people away? That's the easiest thing I've ever done. Indians, I'm afraid you're going to have to drink harder this week just to keep the whites, especially around Let's the casino. Let's get some tickets out to the open. Okay, first things first. The nighttime, the casinos are going to be packed. Talking stick, you Indians have a role to get over there, beg for cash, and drink like you've never drank before. And I know that's saying something. Make Whitey uncomfortable so they don't want to move here. This is a paradise we live in. The faster we recognize it, the faster we'll protect it. Some guy had a comment about... Uh, Think about it. He said, what, what, what about us blacks? And I said, I, like, the news back east hasn't perpetuated a problem with black people in Phoenix. And he goes, yeah, but maybe we could say that uh, there's black people are moving here like crazy because there's so many available older white women, and that's what black guys really like. Because his quote was, no white guy wants his wife torn up by a radiator hose. <laughs> All right, guys, if you can figure out a way to do it, whatever. I'm just saying, use your... Use your skin to scare Whitey away. You know Whitey hates skin. We're, we judge everything on it. Keep them away. And all their terrible ideas. California, keep it away. New York, keep it away. They've already wrecked their own states. That's why the weather, like this is going to be so appealing. Fabulous. Operation Use Your Brown. What can brown do for you? <laughs> Make it a thing. Anyway. Uh, it's time for our FanDuel picks of the week. And what is the special this week, Toledo, the FanDuel deal? It's great. For uh, new customers, if you use the code KUPD when you sign up, you get 56 to 1 odds on either team to win. So okay. you, whatever team you want to you want to choose, a $5 bet will return you 280 bucks in cash. Right away. Not free bets. Right. Cash. Which is great. So you just get 280 put right in the account. Yep. All right. And you pick either team. Either team. Five bucks. Yep. Five. Money line bet or money bet? Or uh, point bet, you know? Uh, I think it's money line. Or is it just the bet bet. you just bet? Just the bet. A winner. And bet either team. Use one team. $5 bet. Yeah. One thing people don't know is you can't take two $5 bets and guarantee you got to pick a team. Right, right. And then you're in. You have to pick a team. Still a great 56 to 1. 56 to 1. That's pretty awesome. Use the code KUPD. Easy enough. So sign up today and get that done. Right now, it's time for us to do it. Super Bowl's upon us this week. Bucks and Suns tonight, by the way. Uh, sports fans, that's a hell of a game. Uh, a replay of the finals. Antetokounmpo's playing out of his head again, and he it's... cost me twenty four hundred bucks. <laughs> Giannis did? Yeah. Why? I needed thirty points out of him. My uh... eight, par- my eight leg parlay. <laughs> and he had twenty nine by, by one. I've had that feeling. I know what Steph Curry will do to you with the twenty nine out of thirty. You stole he my exact failure. He didn't cost me twenty four hundred bucks. I would have. You would have won it. Yeah. You got all seven of the other seven. Yep. Uh, that's what I did with the Golden State two weeks ago. Same exact yeah, thing. Yeah, that's why I you needed did. I'm thirty and got twenty nine. Like, okay, that looks pretty good. Well, I just made my own. 
I had some good stuff going on that. I did some research. I studied that thing. I'm like, this would be easy. Steph Curry getting 30 is the only question mark, and he'll do it. 29. Uh, so, yeah, the Suns and Bucks tonight. And uh, we'll see if the Suns uh, getting those big men, because that's why they lost the finals last year. Is once Aiton got in foul trouble and Kaminsky couldn't hold back and Aiton couldn't guard Giannis, couldn't do anything. And now you got Bismarck Biombo, you got JaVel McGee. The whole reason the Suns went out and got JaVel McGee, it was because of Giannis Antetokounmpo. Tonight, they go back at it. Now, it doesn't mean nearly as much, but I'm sure the Bucks would would sure like to stomp back down on the Suns one more time and let the best team in the league know, hey, we still own you. Not yet. And the Suns would sure like to come back and say, want to go again? Game's changed. Yeah, exactly. So tonight's going to be a hell of a game. We'll do some betting on that. But the Super Bowl week's on us. Phoenix Open is here. In-house betting at the Phoenix Open is everywhere. If you guys go down there, you can uh, go bananas with the FanDuel stuff there. They make that even more fun. Drinking, gambling, watching women try to steal rich guys because they got no skills of their own. And, and succeed. And I, somebody pointed this out to me the other day. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Somebody pointed this out. It is very self-aware. And I, I hadn't thought of this. It's very self-aware of a woman to go out to the Phoenix Open to try to get a guy with money because what she's basically saying is, I have no skills to ever make it in life any other way but this. I have to steal money from a guy that has it right now while my looks are good because I've developed no way of making it otherwise. It's very self-aware to want In a way, around. using her skills. The only skills she knows she has. Because she's basically saying, I'm going to cash in or try to with this. I don't have a chance otherwise. I'm going to try to do it without working. And that is a self-awareness that's really, I, you got to commend that. She goes, they're getting dolled up right now. You think about it, it's Thursday morning and women are in apartments, shared apartments, looking at their faces in that weird Communes. cheap hotel or wherever she's Hostels, staying. wherever. The, the miserable three-bedroom apartment with four people in it. And she's coming out of that thing looking like a billion dollars because she's trying to a- attract a guy with a billion dollars. And she knows this is my this is my chance to get through life without ever lifting a finger. And I commend that. Dress for success. Exactly right. I commend someone who says, I'm gonna try to jump out of this and hook myself into somebody with cash now so I never have to work. And guys coming out of the same apartment center exactly. making twenty five thousand a year. One floor lower, <laughs> the same thing's going on with the Brioni boys. As they deck out Put their best on. Start memorizing the names of golfers who have maybe not made it on this tournament to tell these ladies that they are the future of money. They're almost the lifeguards for these guys that have the dough. The awkward thing's going to be, exactly. They're kind of the last barrier. They're the wall. Winter is coming. Are you? And these are the guys that awkwardly have to play pretend when you can't go back to my place, it's being fumigated. But she drives you back to your apartment complex because she lives there too. His name is Jon Snow. And you have to act like this didn't phase you, that you're not, you don't live there. You have to giggle and go, oh my God, we live in the same apartment complex. I'm hosing this. Who was it a couple years ago, the guy that uh, dressed up? I forget what that pro was he was. I went, J- yeah. Jason Day. He didn't That's know right, his first Day. name. He just kept calling himself Jay Day. And it was working. Brilliant. He got, and I kept telling him, he's Australian, man. I can't do the accent. I'm like, the girls don't know. But don't. He looked just like the promo picture of Jason Day on the thing, and all it said was J Day. And that's what his caddy said, right? J Day on the back yeah. of his Yeah, so it was no knowing, and it was yeah. before Jason Day had made yeah. it. 
And this guy's wandering around the, the tent I'm in telling these ladies he was Jason Day and he just got cut. Next year I should be making my mark. You're not one of the golfers. Sure am. And he'd whip out the Look book. Look him up. Look at his oh career earnings. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he was talking to women. He had no. He was like 5'7". He was tiny. Kid was killing it. And my job was to go, hey, Jay, come here. I'll be right back. My boys want to talk. And he come here. You guys are helping me out so much. I don't know if he closed. I think he emailed us and told us he did. But the game is on. The real game. The life game. Who cares about golf? Big deal. Is Brett's Italian guy going to win? Nobody thinks so. Fernando Bucicucci. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the guy you bet on? No, the Italian curling team. No, oh, yeah. No, no. Molinari. Molinari. Francisco Molinari. Molinari. Yeah, he was close. Somebody, the only guy with a vowel yeah. in his Fernando Bucicucci. <laughs> he was close. He's in 38th place. Uh, all right, so we're going to do a, a fan duel bet with all those great odds, but this is our deal. I had a nice week prior to my surgery. My bet hit, and it was a good one. Yeah. So I had a really nice uh, settled bet there. 200 bucks? Yeah, I got a $200 win on my, uh, yeah, I think I'm up, uh, what was that I got one? $27 on mine. My $10 I hit uh, $9.28 on my uh, one golfer that wouldn't make the cut on last week's tournament right. at the Pebble Beach. Yeah. Mine was uh, Henderson and Bader both yeah. winning. It was a $125 payout on a $10 bet. Yeah, that bet. was a good one. So that's a big win for the charity. I'm going to go for it again. All right, here's the deal. Today we're doing two $10 bets. Pick the Super Bowl outright, and then give me a prop bet. Give me a goofy bet or something. Oh, that's okay. A, I missed yeah. on the pick the Super Bowl outright. I don't Just know. pick it outright. That's easy. That's you're, an easy. Low, it's yeah. low, that low yeah. odds anyway. You're well, not going to yeah, win a ton. You're not win a ton, but that's the pick it out. That's why I want you to have a thing on top of it. This is a double bet today. It doesn't have to be a parlay, but two bets. Brett, what are you going with? Uh, I'm going with the uh, the Bengals to win on the money line. Straight across. Bengals yeah. win. Yeah. And uh, no I'm, I'm going for uh, Matthew Stafford throwing an interception. That's it. What's that pay? It's negative 172. So you make 72 cents? No, I make 581. Oh, okay. Yeah. On a $10 bet? Yeah. So you actually... But I think yeah. it's kind of safe. Okay. So the payout's $15.81 yep. with your 10 back in. Mm-hmm. Toledo, what do you got? All right. I'm taking the Bengals and the points, which okay. is uh, uh, $9.26 return on my $10 bet. And then I look for the biggest odds... And the ones I can find quickest are T. Higgins to score the first touchdown and OBJ to score the second touchdown. Oh, wow. That's plus 10000 So I'll win $1,000 on my $10 All bet right. if that That's one pretty lands. good. That's really picking the game as it goes. But, wow. All right, Brady, what do you got? I just uh, scrambled real quick, and I went with Bengals and the points. Took the points. Did Sam everybody take the Bengals? I think so. All three of you took the Bengals? Yeah. The points. I got the points. I didn't know it's taking the one out right. I know. All right. Can they do this again? Um, my prop bet: any offensive lineman to have a receiving TD, okay, plus two thousand. That's pretty good. All right, I got the Rams two hundred given four. I think the Rams are going to win this thing. I don't think there's any doubt about it in my head. If I had time, I would have gone Rams by sixty <laughs> and just flamethrowed a bet. That's you know, pretty good. But- well, I picked the final score because I've been saying this all week. I've been, I've been That's seeing the route it. to go. I got I've been it. seeing the final score, 33-20. You're going to Simpsons route? Uh, no, uh, no, that was the Bengals winning. Oh, okay. I'm going Rams 33, Bengals 20. It's got to be plus 10,000. Plus 19,000. 19? Wow. Yeah. So it's plus 19,000. A $10 bet gets you $1,900. Missed that one. Damn good it. One. That's a good one. 33-20, Rams, Bengals. And the reason that is is because a friend of mine sent me one that a guy had picked the final score of the Bengals-Titans game, 
Uh, was that the one that was the Super Bowl one? I'm all confused in my time. Who did the one that won? They, won they half beat. A mil? No, no, no. They beat the Titans to get in the Super Bowl, right? So yeah. it was, he had to pick the final score of that, and then it had that one check the screen, hit, and the next one said uh, 49ers uh, was a 17 20. He ran That's 20 49ers. That's the guy that did get them both. Yeah. He got both, them both. Both championship games. That yes. was 500 grand. But the best part is, yeah. is the picture he took before the second game started. Got the first one, oh. and the second one sitting on the card, 2017. That the Rams would win it, and he hit it. Man. And I'm like, can you imagine sitting on that? So I want this one to be my deal. I, I by the way, have cheated and taken, uh, made it $100 bets each. It'll count for 10 here. Oh, okay, got so it. So I'm looking at a $19,000 payoff. If the Rams win it, 33-20. Nice. It's 100 bucks. That's a hell That's of a, a guess. Payday. But I just keep seeing that score, and I don't know why. 33 20 Not that I'm a soothsayer or a Nostradamus. I definitely want to do uh, a couple of bets along that line, picking yeah. score. Stupid ones? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great idea. It's a really smart thing. It's a really stupid, it's a really I smart yeah. I, I look forward to it. Yeah, I you, look forward to it. You get excited about that. I'm glad you yeah. let me know. I'm looking forward to being and dumb, too. I'll tell you one thing, too. FanDuel appreciates your yeah, business Yeah, oh, boy, well. do they ever. FanDuel loves when you say stuff like that. Bro. I'm, I'm looking getting, forward to that. I like getting compliments from yeah. FanDuel. yeah. I like when FanDuel goes... You're really good at this. Here, <laughs> yeah. Here's more. They give you that warning when you take a little more out. Right. You sure about this? You sure about this? You doing all right? They check in on you now. This bet is a little chief. out of your norm. <laughs> I think they're really okay? nice because you're like, if you like that, you might like this one yeah. that we put together. Well, I'm glad Brady says stuff like that. I'm looking forward to bets like that. <laughs> really dumb, hard ones? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you want never pay off bets? Oh, those are my favorite. I'm your guy. Let's see what we got. Somebody's going to get something because I got the Rams and you guys got the Bengals, right. so that one's going to pay off. I think mine's like three bucks for the first one. I'll get that yeah, second. Uh, it's 9.30. FanDuel giving you more fun for the Super Bowl than you could ever imagine. We're going to have it up there at CB Live. I want to know your bets when you get there, too. And we'll do bets in-house up there. That'll be a blast. Can't wait for all that stuff. Not sure if it's even legal. Don't care. We'll just do whatever's illegal, eating spaghetti out of our hands with chili in our mouths. It's going to be outstanding. It's 9.30. Thank you, FanDuel. Go Rams. It's 98. There you go. A little Godsmack for you. Uh, it's 9.44 already. Holy Moses. Zooming through a perfect Thursday. Uh, and then I'm getting emails like crazy. This Operation Keep Out Whitey is going gangbusters on my email. And everybody wants in. Uh, I got a police officer here who says, uh, t- sent me a picture of a guy who's standing on uh, the, the center median at 7th Avenue and I-17 drinking oh. Hershey's syrup out of the bottle just just sucking it right out and he said I stopped for the red light waiting to get on the freeway to go home and he's flapping that empty cookie box in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> empty cookie box around and drinking the syrup right from the bottle this is what we need over by the open it'll scare everybody Sedona my face <laughs> it's true got another one don't forget us gun nuts John not saying I'm brandishing but everyone needs to open carry around these liberal Easterners that come rolling in. Most of them despise guns. Do your part. We should do ours. Gun nuts, let's go coconuts. <laughs> let's go coconuts. I'm all in, all John. All right, coconuts. That's from John Kosky. Oh, coconuts indeed. There we go. Somebody said this. What about the Kim Petrus types? Let's get some of these weirdos out there to scare away the right-wingers. Trans. Start hanging around that open. Make offers. Uh, this guy says, my uh, native... God, this song is catchy. Jesus Christ, Petrus. <laughs> guy said, uh, my, uh, he says, uh, he's an Indian. He says, my native genes 
imbue my flesh with a lovely off-white hue, which makes me Mexican to the eyes of snowbirds, whom my very presence is an affront. I live in a white-flight neighborhood, so they are truly shocked to see one of us there, which at times is annoying and infuriating, but sometimes it's really funny. The old couple from Wisconsin who turned a corner at Trader Joe's to find my smiling red-skinned visage. (laughs) It caused the lady to visibly jump back in shock, and after she looked up and down at me with utter disgust uh, on her otherwise artificially expressionless face, I am 100% down with Homeboy's plan. (laughs) I'm going out of my way to be extra brown this week. I got the flannel, the chucks, dark sunglasses, and goddammit, I'm going to listen to hip-hop when I drive around. Let's take them to Brown Town. Operation Get Rid of Whitey in effect. Thank you, Joseph. Loke up. Yeah. God damn it. We can help. Why don't you bring us into the mix? I haven't heard you talk about us toothless white trash trailer park junkies helping you out with getting rid of Whitey. We'll show up. Mobile homes in the parking lot. Set up camp outside of the Kirlin Commons. Brilliant. <laughs> Shirtless. Beer gut. My wife's boobs hanging out. Maybe a nip or something showing. That'll do the trick. Get the RVs out there with the gray hose, you know, the water. Just have the hose oh, out from the RV. Yes. Just hanging right out into there. the tube. Just hanging out. Yeah. Not, not pumping, yep. not doing anything. Uh, we drunk Indians. We need to start pissing in public more. It's risky, but it will be appreciated. <laughs> to the black people, I beg you to turn your music up way too loud, and it's time to mean mug the whites from back east. <laughs> Scare them away. Yeah, I like the gun nuts. I didn't even think of that. You gun nuts can walk around and scare them lib cucks from popping in our town and ruining it. Trust me. This Look at the sky, you guys. Look at this. This is fake. It's not real. It's going to bring them over. We have to do our part. Mexicans, Indians, blacks, white trash, all together, united as one, keeping away rich whitey and their liberal cuck ideas or their crazy right-wing ideas from their cruddy snow globes. I just went out of there. I just want to go to a nice place. No, there's Palm Springs. Palm Springs got smart. They let it go full gay. And the population stopped growing. Because no Canadians showed up. <laughs> Nobody from up north showed up. They're just like, oh, Palm Springs way too gay. They took it over. Let us idiots take it over. It's all full up, folks. It's a brilliant idea. Keep them out. We're full. Just go drive by the 101 Scottsdale right now. It's hell up. And if you've got a trashy fifth wheel and whatever, and your wife's willing to expose top of her areola sitting there with your gut out, go sit down there by all those nice restaurants and let them know you mean business. Sorry. Now it's time for the, oh, I got the wrong music, but I was closing up shop. It's the Entertainment Drill. It's brought to you by our friends at reactdefense.com, the home of tactical black self-defense training. And you might need it this weekend. Crowds abound. There's going to be a lot of people out goofing around, strangers and uh, odd people, you never know. Grifters are everywhere right now. That's what big things bring. Grifters. They're out there. Look at that, that plane floating that giant banner out there. You see a bunch of those right now, too. I don't know how to defend against that. Uh, but you can defend yourself against all sorts of weirdness in the world, especially when crowds develop. Best thing to do is stay out of giant crowds. That's where grifters do their best work. And uh, if you find yourself in one, learn how to do a thing called blading. It's amazing. Getting through a crowd blading. You don't bang into people. You do this thing where you're getting in and out of a thing, and anybody can do it. doesn't matter what size you are. They do blading courses and some of the stuff, in the, or uh, training in some of the courses, and it is an unbelievable thing. I've used it several times where I'm like, I just got to get out of this room, and it's a, it's a system that works. You become this little snake that gets out of the room, 
And uh, nothing you can do about it. You can hold someone's hand and do it, too, and drag your wife right through. They teach you all sorts of stuff. Crowd control in your own mind is very important, and you can learn. Learn how to defend yourself. Learn how to get in great shape while you're learning. It's an amazing thing. And, again, you can be in any shape at all. If you went today, no matter how you feel right now, if you went today, you'd leave knowing something you did not know earlier, especially about yourself. Check it out, reactdefense.com. Can't wait. Going back Monday, even with my hobbled ass. I'm going to be right back in there doing my thing. Just just ah, can't get enough. Reactdefense.com. It's the home of Tactical Black Phoenix, Glendale and Chandler. Brady Entertainment. Dave Chappelle showed up at his uh, town council meeting in Yellow Springs, Ohio, because there was a development, a big development being planned, proposed for Yellow Springs, include single-family homes, uh, duplexes, townhomes, and some of which was supposed to be affordable housing. Please tell me he complained about the name because of his wife. No. <laughs> ah, shoot. He's married to that Asian lady. That would have been a great way to do it. He basically said, you put this development in, I'm pulling all my business out of here. Oh, boy. He's got some leverage It was there. voted down. Yeah. Now, they're trying to was. paint the picture that, oh, he didn't want affordable housing in there or whatever. Maybe there's a factor of that. Of course he doesn't. But there's other things in the development because he wants to uh, open up... Um, um, he has plans to do a restaurant and a comedy club in that area. Right. So he wants more people going in there. There had to have been something along that line that he didn't agree with, too, on the development that would... Brady, maybe black, too white, close to brown, or anything else. Successful people hate the phrase affordable housing in my neighborhood. Yeah. Nobody wants that. You don't work hard to live in a neighborhood that's affordable for everybody. You turn your neighborhood into a cruise ship? That sounds terrible. It would do to our property values? And it doesn't matter about, well, that definitely accounts, but it doesn't matter about, like, uh, you know, how much space it takes up or the views or anything else. Affordable housing in nice neighborhoods means affordable house owners show yeah. up. Oh, good God. It's the whole reason you moved into that neighborhood is to get out of affordable housing. I like The best the- thing in the world, unaffordable housing. <laughs> it's the greatest neighborhoods ever. According to this uh, new book, Tom Hardy has come out with Blood, Sweat, and Chrome, the wild and true story of Mad Max Fury Road. Tom Hardy got the part for Mad Max Fury Road by spitting on Army Hammer nice. during the audition. Which he turned out really liked and then carved and a V in. beat it. out Jeremy <laughs> Renner. Army Hammer likes that kind of dirty stuff. What a celebrity death. Former major leaguer Jeremy Giambi. Brother of Jason Jami. Apparent suicide. Oh, is that okay? Yesterday there wasn't any info on it. The sucky part about being Jeremy Giambi is no one can say your name without saying brother of Jason Giambi. Yeah. Because your brother was the uh, MVP in like 2000 or 99 or whenever it was. Jason Giambi was a superstar. Jeremy Giambi was his brother. Yeah, in the movie Moneyball. Whoa, is that you? Sponsored. All right, we gotta go. We're out. All right, that's enough. Stop it, Brady. In Moneyball, he was the guy that they wanted to trade because he was a douche. He wasn't Jason. So he had a lot to live up to. Lived under a cloud. Uh, That's it for us. Do your parts. What can Brown do for you to get rid of Whitey? Think of it today. Look up, Mexicans. Turn those stereos up, blacks. More N-words popping out of those open windows, the better. Indians, if you're not drunk by now, you're not doing it right. My God. White people. Strap up. Have that gun off the hip. We're keeping them all out. Our city's too perfect. They're going to want to stay. We have to do our part. 
Uh, enjoy the Phoenix Open, though. It's going to be fun. Enjoy your DUI as well, because you're getting one if you go. Just to say. <laughs> uh, it's 9.54. We're done. You guys have yourselves a great Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow right here in the Morning Sickness. So long. Until later. Bye. Forever friends. And remember, everybody, always keep a nice big smile.